Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Realm and Ruin, a podcast where we like to talk about that Warhammer. Uh, I'm your host Matt and joining me is my fellow Commissar Cameron. How are you doing sir? Well, most excellent, thank you. Excellent. Straight to the point. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So on today's episode, uh, we're going to go into our usual hobby stuff, what we've been buying, what we've been painting, what we've been reading and such like. Uh, Then we're going to go into the news, see see what's been happening over the last couple of weeks. And for the main law topic, we're going to give an overview of the Death Guard from Warhammer 40k. And then just to finish, we're going to do our little debate topic about... The uh, Lizardmen of Warhammer Fantasy and the Seraphon of Age of Sigmar and say, who's got the cooler lore? Um, and then we'll just finish up with the usual admin and uh, that'll be episode four. So, Cameron, let's get into the hobby stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, yeah. What you been <laughs> what have you been working on recently? Um, so, uh, I've been mostly painting Plague Marines. <laughs> uh, yes, you have, haven't you? I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, I've got... Two actually finished ones, or close enough to what I would call finished to be happy with them. Um, <laughs> and then I've got a further five, which are nearly done. They need some basing, a few more detailings and things like that, and then they'll be good to go. And so that'll give me a first squad of seven. Because uh, I've got 15, so I can run them in three squads of five. Nice. But I'm going to try and get two squads of seven done first. And so also use the pox walkers for a third troop choice or something. But this is the plasma gunner squad. So I've got a champion with plasma gun done. I've got a plasma gunner done. And then it's four guys with bolters and one with a plasma gun still to finish up. Uh, but they're nearly there, which is nice. <laughs> cool. Do you have yeah. any of the um, uh, sort of commander type units? Do you have like any of the, like the play casters or the, you've got a Lord of Contagion actually, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got two actually, technically. Uh, nice. I got the one from uh, No No Fear, and then I have the easy to build one that came mm. with three Terminators. Oh yeah, of course, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I actually have a malignant plague caster on the way, who was hopefully going to arrive sometime this week. But I guess you should always look at the latest possible delivery date uh, when ordering things online. <laughs> yeah, good advice. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that'll be here on Monday uh, instead. <laughs> nice. Well, because you're you're off from work at the moment, aren't you? So you've got plenty yeah, of yeah. painting time. You lucky couple but- of weeks to hopefully get some painting in, <laughs> uh, which is good because I keep buying things. Um- <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible habit, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's an awful habit. I've got to break myself of it. Um, yeah, so I actually went into the store this morning. Uh, well, this morning, sort of lunchtime ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up a rhino, which I've since assembled. Yes. Uh, so one of the squads gets a ride. The other squad will have to go on foot for now. Um, I picked up a <laughs> myphitic blight hauler because they're so dang cute. And they're also really cheap. Uh, they're, they're so good. It's just, they just, someone stuck a bloat drone on a tricycle and gave it a cute little face. <laughs> uh, that's, an, that's an interesting description. No, but you're, you're right, though. They're actually, financially, yeah. they're actually a really good price. Um, oh, yeah. And easy, they're part of the easy to build set, aren't mm, they? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I opened up, it's just a single sprue and an 80 millimeter base. Like, there's a reason it's cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's really easy to put together. Um, but it's, I'll probably it's get, like, it, yeah, I was going to say, it's nice can. as well that for people that just want to get a vehicle in, you know, oh, they're starting yeah. to build a, a Death Guard force and you think, oh, I don't really want to buy a Rhino or a Predator yeah, or a yeah. Hellbrute or something. And it's just like, oh, I've got a spare little bit of money. Oh, I'll get a yeah. Blight Hauler. And like you said, they look cute, which they're I didn't think I'd cute. hear myself say. <laughs> uh, and they're tough little buggers, so they'll be good in the game. 
They can take so mm-hmm. much damage because they got a three plus armor, a five plus invuln, and disgustingly resilient for another five plus versus every wound. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, there's also now I'm not intending to do this, but there's a neat trick. So you know, great unclean ones can take the bell that uh, brings models back to demon units. Yes. Uh, so you can take. Uh, here's the trick: you can take Myphitic Blight Hall as they're a demon, they're a Nurgle demon. Uh, you can take them in units of up to three. And so if you stick them next to a great unclean one from a Nurgle demon detachment with the bell, on a four plus he brings one back every turn. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Only up to their starting strength, but it's 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 a really annoying thing to keep up because they've both <laughs> got a mi- they've got a missile launcher and a multi melt, so they're a threat as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm. So that's the trick cool. with that. Um what else? I picked up some putrid blight kings, which are the Age of Sigma, sort of effectively like Plague Marine Terminator equivalents, big bloated guys. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that kit is wonderful. I've not put any of them <laughs> together yet because I'm going to be converting them into Plague Marines, maybe like Chaos Lords and things like that. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but there are just so many parts, so many awesome bits. So absolutely worth its value just for that alone, I would think, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's, that's the beauty as well because obviously you're going to have a lot left over as well from all mm. the bits that you haven't used. And that's going to, and especially with stuff like Nurgle where, you know, you can have swords sticking out the sides of them. You know, you can, you can go to town with this. Oh yeah. You know, this crossover. I think it'll be, yeah. I think you'll do some really good stuff. Looking forward to seeing yeah. it. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I picked up the book Fulgrim, uh, not the other Fulgrim book I picked up a couple of weeks ago <laughs> and read. Uh, that was Fulgrim the Palatine Phoenix. This is just Fulgrim. Uh, this is the Horus Heresy one and it's about the beginning of the fall for the Empress Children. I've only gotten like 40 pages in, but it seems nice already. Looking it's very it. good. It is yeah. a very good book, that one. It's a meaty one too. It's like 510 pages. <laughs> mm, it is, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Years since so, I read it, but I always remember it yeah. being very good. Well, so it's Graham McNeil, isn't it? And he's, yeah, he's always good, yeah. to be he's, fair. He's pretty good. Yeah. I've had yeah. good experiences with his books. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and um, then I also made a secret purchase, which I won't talk about until it arrives. So that's for, that's for a different <gasps> oh, episode. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm excited now. Oh, Secret oh, yeah. purchases. Oh, yeah. The only thing I will say is I've had Awakened by Death Clock stuck in my head all goddamn week. And it's because of, <laughs> it's because of an idea I had for the thing I purchased that I won't talk about. Um, oh, <laughs> I'm excited now. Yeah. See, for, see, for me, everything's a secret purchase with my wife. I have to, <laughs> everything I buy, and she's like, are you buying more toys? I'm like, they're not toys. <laughs> Just comes back the miniatures. Angles. Was that what yeah. you wanted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but it'll do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's the beauty. You can use anything. Doesn't matter exactly. what model range is from, as long as it's a cool no. model, you can do something with it. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, some, some. Let's be honest. Some models you just buy just to paint up and put on your oh, shelf. Yeah. They're not. You know, I'm not, you know, not. Don't intend on collecting every single army as much as that would be great no. and uh, financial suicide. Um, <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> cool. Um, anything else you've been working on or buying? Um, not really at the moment. It's mostly trying to get my death guard in order so like i've got a fair core of infantry now i've got some hqs although lord of contagions aren't the best as far as people usually think they're really good at melee but you've got to get them into melee um yeah (laughs) yeah which is a problem uh but you know i've got a psyker on the way in the plague caster um i've also got a blightbringer coming so people will be running a little faster hopefully um (laughs) Mm. 
There's the guy with the bell to sort of urge the troops forward. I've got a rhino, so the plasma squad can sort of zoom up field and get into that 18-inch rapid-fire range really quickly, <laughs> which is good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and oh, wow. um, hopefully that'll be a nice, solid core. Uh, and this, yeah. this is, of course, a direct result of the poll I put up on our Twitter feed, which said, what should mm. I get this month? And people said vehicles. So I got a rhino, I got a blight hauler, and I got a secret. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Properly went to time. And the thing is, it shows that, you you know, Cameron, you can deliver as well. The people oh, yeah. said they wanted oh, yeah. you to get vehicles, and you did. I did. Spent a lot of money. Don't break those promises. <laughs> 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 Actually, I just, I just thought about your secret purchase. Yeah. Without saying it, is it what you were telling me about recently? something uh, on one of the other gw websites yeah it, it may be from unexpected mm. places yes mm, yes okay i think i know what it is uh, <laughs> now that's exciting <laughs> cool um anything else or shall i uh, um, no i think that's about cra- it you crack on cool i will sir i will crack on right what have i been doing um I finally primed stuff. <laughs> I've been getting out into my garden and priming some miniatures because, like I said, the weather has been horrendous. And mm. I, occasionally, I, where we have a little bit of sun, I've been able to get out and start spraying. Um, I've been priming my Primaris Marines. Um, mm. I used the white spray that um, Adrian on our Discord and Twitter mm. um, recommended from local uh, cash shop, and yeah. it's really good. I'm really yeah. impressed with that, actually got no no weird bubbling no oh, that's good you know furriness or anything like that it's a really good i mean it is actually a plastic primer um it's yeah. from halfords for people in the uk um and it's really good i must admit it's provided a really good and good layer and also it's not too thick yeah. so and it sprays yeah. well so i'm i'm 100 percent going to carry on using this Excellent. um they do actually have a couple of other colors i've noticed in the plastic mm. primer section they have really random ones like red and uh quite a bright yellow mm. so if oh. <laughs> ever want to do imperial yeah, fists exactly. or howling griffins yeah. Ooh, um then um then i've got some <laughs> primer ready <laughs> um i've also started uh priming and base coat in my death guard um i've used the citadel death guard green spray Mm -hmm. for the first time again results are very good i know it's very expensive i think i'll be honest i think it's a bit of a rip off what what (laughs) they charge for it uh but saying that it is done a very good job of uh spraying the miniatures so i'm actually really happy with that so so i'm uh, i'm i've got a few more i've got my few more pox walkers to do Mm. um and then i'm just going to blitz them um i know they're going to be a bit more traditional compared to the ones you've done um but i'm going to be a bit more purple heavy and less brass that's what i'm going for because that's the one thing um with the death guard death guard i'm not I, the you know the brass mm. or you know around their shoulder guards and such yeah. like which i think looks the part but i just want to do something a bit different yeah, yeah. so yeah i think they're gonna be a bit more purple heavy awesome. but then i just love purple yeah any excuse for me to do purple oh, yeah. in my models it's a good color so uh, <laughs> exactly um so yeah that'll be that's what i've done with those um i've got some more vallejo paints on the way i think they're coming tomorrow i've got the metallic set Ooh, to come in tomorrow because yeah. i realized i don't have any of their metallics so i've got their bases i've got uh got the metallics and i've got their washes um also as we speak my uh, wife is popping to games workshop this morning while she's doing some other bits in town she is going to be grabbing me well she's gonna be grabbing me she's gonna be grabbing me one of those hopefully if they've got any <laughs> stock one of those citadel um uh ho- you know oh, the, the uh, miniature handle. holders yeah 
Yeah, the paint handle, that's yeah. the one. Uh, because online at the moment, they're out of stock yeah. and have been for quite a little while. So hopefully she'll grab me one of those. Uh, she's grabbing me a purple wash mm. as well. Yeah. Um, uh, is it Dru- Druco Violet? Yeah. That's the one. Yep. She's grabbed me that. And she's grabbed me one of the mold line review- uh, removers uh, as well. Yeah. So I want to see what they're like. Goes. Yeah. Because yeah, cause cause that's the one bit I find a, a bit of a struggle when putting mm. miniatures together yeah. is getting rid of the sprue marks without yeah, damaging yeah. it. I'm yeah. finding it, I've got, you know, I've got a hobby knife. I'm as mm. careful as I can. I don't mind so much with my death guard because if you yeah. take a mark out of them, you think, ah, well, that's, that's where they look like. <laughs> but when I've been, like, I've been working on my, um, Tau stealth suits, uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, whether you want them to be all super smooth and such, like, it's, yeah, I'm, mm. so I'll be interested to see how the remover works. I mean, I've heard really good things about it, and it's not too expensive. So if yeah. it's not, you know, if it's just one of those tools that gets used here and now, mm. yeah. happy days. Uh, what else? I have my Shade Spire corset has arrived now, which Ooh. I'm looking forward to uh, trying. Because, um, yeah. like I said, I think on the previous episode, uh, two of my good mates, um, like board games but aren't really into Warhammer because they don't mm. really like like one of my mates doesn't really like painting stuff yeah um yeah. he likes models but he just doesn't like painting them um so and he doesn't want over complicated rules so I'm going to give Shadespire a go with the two of with the two of them so mm. we can have you know mm. we'll take it in turns to play and even have a three-way game if possible uh talking a three-way game um I put a poll up on our Twitter and yeah. said right well, you know, I've got the base set. What's the third warband I should get to, you know, to complement the yeah, uh, Stormcast yeah. and Corn warbands? Um, and the votes were, well, it was <laughs> right. I put up the Sepulchral Guard. I put yeah. up the Fire Slayer uh, warband, um, the uh, Skaven one, and I put up the Oric one. Um, and let's be honest the fire slayers and oryx didn't really get anything <laughs> it no. was really between the skaven and the spultural guard and the spultural yeah. guard won by yeah. only probably a couple of votes uh so they've arrived now awesome. fresh off ebay so yeah. i'm gonna be painting them up they look really cool oh, as well yeah. i must admit i love um, i like what yeah yeah so but... characterful which is exactly. they're skeletons <laughs> Which is yeah, yeah, exactly. They just there's some really good miniatures, and I, I love what they've done with the bases. The detail mm. on the bases looks mm. fantastic. So, uh, so yeah. So in the next week or two, hopefully, when I get my mates round, um, you know, I'll get I'll get the warbands painted, and we'll start getting in shades by and seeing what the so, uh, what the fuss is about because it looks really cool. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, I've also bought uh, my first air spray. Um, which was again recommended by uh, Adrian on our Discord. Um, got that off Amazon. It's a, I'll be honest, it's a knockoff <laughs> air spray, but uh, it looks, you know, I haven't used it yet because it's literally yeah. just arrived, but um, uh, he's going to give me some advice on how to use it. So that'd be awesome. really cool. Um, so I'm spent too much. So, you know, if it's, if it's not for me, then I'm really oh, lost yeah. much. Yeah, exactly. um, what else have I bought? Right. Book wise. I have bought uh, Fulgrim the Palantine Phoenix, hey. which we were just you were just talking about a minute ago. Uh, so, I, yeah, that'll be the next book I'm going to read after. Because at the moment I'm reading an almost finished uh, Rise of the Yunari Ghost Warrior. Ooh, 
cool. um, by Gareth Thorpe, which is very, very cool. Mm. Like, and like I said on our Twitter, I'm so glad to be not <laughs> reading about Imperial forces at the yeah. moment. Um, <laughs> I mean, again, no, I I love all the yeah. <laughs> all the forces yeah. of the Imperium, but it's just nice to be reading about something that's not involving Space Marines mm. and mm. the Inquisition and things like that, especially what I've been reading recently. So uh, it's a really good book. I mean, I, yeah, I'm probably about... I know three quarters or so through it, okay. uh, so I'll have that finished hopefully in the next day or two. Yeah. Um, and I'm and so far, based on what I've read, if you haven't read it, I thoroughly recommend it. Um, it's also a good tie-in with Dark Imperium as mm. well. Uh, it's sort of showing you, you know, something on the side, a bit of a side story. What else is going on apart from obviously what we discussed in the last episode? Yeah. Um, and the other book that I bought, which is another Eldar themed one, is um, on our Twitter. Um, one of the uh, I saw someone obviously I don't know if you saw it Cameron mm. I think his name's Art Stevenson I think yeah, yeah. apologies if I got your name wrong where he's he's done a um, Dire Avenger Exarch mm. as per the uh, second edition codex yeah, of the Eldar yeah. which is when I got into the hobby as a kid mm. um, so I found it a very you know a pretty good condition copy of mm. the second edition Eldar Codex, which awesome. I'm going to have a look through. It yeah. look, it's brilliant. You know, when you're just flicking through, you think, oh, God, this is bringing back so many <laughs> memories. My nostalgia is really high uh, by reading through it. So, yeah, mm. that's uh, that was just a little something. And um, like I said, I'm tempted to do put, put something on our website about it as well, just like a like a few, you know, like a review, like looking yeah. back at it, yeah. you know, now, 20, you know, because it's, it's from 1994. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. God, <laughs> 24 years old. Hey, you know, the book, depending on the month that came out, it might be older than me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's a fair, that's a fair, yeah, fair point. I mean, it, it's funny because uh, I think this is what made me laugh as well. So I find it on eBay and I mm. bought it. I think I, I made an offer of an, about 10 pounds yeah. and, the you know the guy he knocked a few pounds off it because he wasn't selling it particularly high yeah. he accepted it. it was great and when it arrived it actually arrived with the very very original price sticker oh, that wow. was from 1994 and it was 9.99 so literally <laughs> i bought it for the same that amount of money price. it would have cost in 1994 yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> which i thought was quite funny yeah. didn't even have to pay inflation um, after the last 14 no years. exactly not 14 years. Yeah, 20, 24 uh, tw- years. 24 years. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, almost, uh, <laughs> <laughs> almost quarter of a century. Uh, it's yeah. crazy. But, yeah, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm trying to hunt some of these mm. second edition codexes and some of the, oh, is it third or fourth edition mm. Warhammer Fantasy army books? I've got the Empire one. I've got the Skaven one so far. But, yeah, you, yeah, I think you can do well if you look on eBay. You can find some really good. And they're just, they're just great. I mean, they... By today's standards, they don't look that great and they look very simplistic, but they've still got something really cool about them. Mm. I I just love them for the covers. I mean, that Eldar Codex from the second edition just looks so... It's so vibrant. Mm. (laughs) It's Mm. really colourful and brilliant. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, So, yeah, I've just been buying stuff, as always, (laughs) and and actually starting to start doing a bit of painting. So, um, yeah. Absolutely, and I think definitely with our, we're on a bit of a fulgrim train now. Oh, Obviously, yeah. now we've both got the book, so I definitely think at some point we should do a future episode on fulgrim because oh, I yeah. think he's just so fascinating he's as a primarch. So um, everyone yes, agrees he's he everyone's favourite primarch. This actually came he up is. in the store today. He is. 
I was just in store, oh, like, really? having a chat with the manager and one of the other guys. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I was picking up Fulgrim. He's like, oh, it's such a good book. You're going to love it. And the other guy was like, yeah, I really liked it too. I was like, well, Fulgrim's everyone's favorite Primark. And they both just nodded and looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, We're it's just a known thing, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the coolest. You know, he, yes, he's a bit of a bastard, but he's cool. Uh, Everyone likes Fulgrim. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That'll be just so watch, watch this space. Future oh, yeah. episode. Definitely. Some point this year. Um, and yeah, I think that's it for hobby stuff mm. for me. Um, so I think with that, we'll take a short little break. Um, and then when we return, we're going to delve into the news. Hello, and we're back, uh, and we're back to talk about the news, see what's been going on for the last couple of weeks. Uh, you'll be glad to hear that this episode is not as news-heavy as last one, because obviously when we got bombarded <laughs> with uh, what happened at Adepticon, yeah. <laughs> this is quite this is a bit lighter on the ground compared to, <laughs> compared to that one. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, right, so, uh, yeah, there's still a few bits of news. Uh, the first one we're going to cover is the mm. Ideneth Deepkin. So yeah. obviously we we all we all know they're on their way and have been for a little while. Uh, whereas now over the last couple of weeks, GW have been giving us little snippets of information, like they mm. like they did with the uh, Daughters of Cain. Um, so they've they've given us a bit of information about uh, what to expect. We're actually, we can put names to faces now to a degree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So over like I said over the last week or so, they've um, <clears throat> excuse me, they've revealed. Um, well, I suppose mm. three different casts of the uh, of the Deepkin. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they've so they started with the uh, Namati. Is that how? Or yep. Namati? We can. Yeah, oh, we can. Like that. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna go say Namati. Go Nama- yeah, Namati. Namati. <laughs> yeah. Apologies nice if we're butchering easy. it, but we'll say yeah. Namati. Look, I, I don't think any of the items are here to get offended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they can't see us, so. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they can, they can feel us, but <laughs> they can't mm. see us. So, uh, yeah, so the Namati are the uh, sort of very pale-coloured, blind mm. soldiers that we've seen recently. Uh, yeah. They are basically the the lowest cast of the of the Deepkin. They're sort of the bottom yeah, of the barrel, yeah. basically. Um, and what I found really interesting about them, as the little snippet of lore that we got, is that they're basically born with withering souls. Um, mm. so they're sort of not, they are fully formed, but, uh, they, yeah. they, they immediately struggle <laughs> from birth. They're yeah. basically, they have to sustain themselves by stealing the souls of others, which is mm. brilliant. <laughs> yeah. They're like yeah. soul vampires. <laughs> they need souls to survive, literally mm. need souls yeah. to survive from what yeah. we gather. Uh, I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts on them so far? Um, I like the design. They look really cool. Um, mm-hmm. so they are being released next weekend. Uh, the melee ones. Anyway, there's also going to be ones with bows. Uh, they yes. both have great designs. They seem pretty strong in melee because, uh, with the pre-orders up, we can get a sneak peek at their wall scrolls. And these guys are good at hordes or monsters because if they're fighting yep. hordes, they get, I think, an extra attack or plus yep. one to hit or something. And if they're fighting monsters, they get extra damage if they're fighting someone with, like, more than four wounds, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of fragile, and they're not particularly brave. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> no. they're, they're, they're liable to run away if you beat them up too much. Um, I think they are, from, like, a law point, excellent, because this is a comparison of two different ways to handle the same problem. 
because this problem is also happening with the Daughters of Cain. They have their Lethlin, um, the withered souls that the male elves from the Daughters of Cain faction are born into. Yep. Um, and, you know, Daughters of Cain, like, well, we won't do anything to help these people. They're servants. Uh, if they show magical capability, we kind of just put a control rune on them and send them out to die in the field. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the, the Iron Earth is showing that, like, they still put them to use as, like, in servitude and stuff, but they're a bit more caring because Eidneth primarily go on raids to feed the Namati because, like, they yes. are the vast majority of their people. Like, mm-hmm. instead of just throwing them to the wayside and saying, cool, you'll be dead in 30 years, but we'll get what use <laughs> if you can, what, what use out of you that we can, which is what Marathi's saying. They're going, no, no, you're still one of us. I guess we'll go, I guess <laughs> yeah. we'll go steal souls from some poor fishing village. Yeah. And see what we can do. <laughs> well, I, well, I suppose it's taking advantage of, I suppose, their sort of innate behavior where they, they have, mm. because they need souls to literally survive. Yeah. They can, they're taking advantage of their sort of survival instincts, aren't they? Saying, mm. look, go out, go out and fight, go out and hunt, and you can yeah. take the souls of who you kill. You know, yeah. so it's win win yeah. from their point of view. They're not having oh, to yeah. literally feed them. They sort of mm. feed themselves, but invertly they end up doing, helping the war effort. Oh yeah, <laughs> for the deepkin. Yeah. So it's really cool. I think that's a that's a nice mm. idea. I think. Um, yeah. I think as well the fact that obviously you touched upon that they they you know obviously suffer from blindness and they, I mean it again from what we gather they they use the um, the vibrations of the ether sea which is mm. sounds great, um, yeah. <laughs> which is the the, myst- the mystical phenomenon that accompanies the deepkin, yeah. um, and basically they you know so I, I suppose they're relating it to uh, you know a lot of other sea creatures in 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 oh, real yeah. life where they can yeah. detect vibrations and things like that. So I think that's a really cool concept that yeah. basically saying that they're and also if we go back a step when we spoke about the uh, daughters came and we spoke. Um, mm spoke about like tech lists and things like that where mm. obviously these are the souls that have been pulled out and and obviously we know that the the initial souls used were were rejects yeah um so the you know this is again just supporting that that notion that mm. you know look this is <laughs> unfortunately they've not come out as expected yeah <laughs> but it's not all a bad story no, no. <laughs> we'll put we'll put them to use exactly so which is really cool and and like you touched upon the um the uh, melee version is the uh, thralls, and yeah. then the reavers are the, uh, like I said, the version. ranged version. Yeah, which, like I said, is uh, a few weeks after those. Yeah, and I, uh, uh, which is really cool. And I like that um, they gave the melee versions all these big sweeping weapons, rather than like a rapier or a spear or something. You need to be precise with, like, <laughs> yeah, just you can tell swing he's, him. He's in like that five foot <laughs> area, just kind of swing this giant axe around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I must admit, I I think I think it was last episode when mm. I said that I wasn't from I wasn't keen on these. Yeah, like there was something about them from a design point of view. Mm. I must admit, I'm they're uh, melting my icy heart <laughs> uh, over the last couple of weeks. The oh, more yeah. I've looked at these, I'm thinking actually these are actually really cool. Yeah, and I think fantastic. Once I mean, I'm you know I'm thinking uh, similar to the Daughters of Cain, where mm. you I've seen where the people have put like blood dripping out of their eyes and things like yeah. that. I think you could go to town with these oh, with yeah. the lack of eyes, which can be seen as a blessing in some ways because <laughs> from a uh, painting point of view. Oh, but yeah. I think again, it gives you a lot of options. So 
Mm. Yeah. And also, I'm, I think that I would love to see, and I'm sure people will, is they'll use completely different skin tones for them as well. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. obviously they come as a default pale. Mm. Um, but I think, again, you could, yeah. you know, yeah. you could paint whatever color you want, really. Yeah. I think you could That's go to time. Some nice darker it. colors would be cool. Yeah. I think someone on the, um, the Age of Sigma Reddit was suggesting sort of a, an Abe Sapien from Hellboy style skin color, like the pale ah. belly and then the blue green yeah. back and stuff. Yeah. That would be. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but again, putting that aside, they are very cool looking miniatures. Oh, yeah. They look really awesome. So, yeah. So that's the Namati. Um, they've then also spoke about the Achilleans. Yeah. Is that how I'm going to go Achilleans? Yeah. Let's go, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's go with it. Yeah. Um, so these are a step above mm. the Namati. These are, again, another warrior cast, but they're. These ones have got full souls, so yeah. they don't need. They're not withering. They can, uh, they can live nice long lives, yep. <laughs> as yep. expected from uh, from elven kind. Mm. Um, so yeah, these are more devoted. These are basically the war yeah. um, section of their army. The ones that are properly devoted to war. You know, mm. they they like they don't need to worry about feeding themselves. They can just <laughs> you know focus on warfare yeah. and uh, you know mastering it, which is really yeah. cool. Um, I like as well. It mentions in the in the snippet that we've got that mm. um obviously Teclas has told about the you know the elves of old where they're you know the talking about the old cavalry where they're on horses and mm. dragons and they've yeah. basically tried to recreate them in like <laughs> their version of it which i think is brilliant again oh, yeah. another great reason why you know why are they run um riding giant eels and shark like mm. creatures um yeah i think that's really cool oh, i think yeah. that's a really cool like way of it must be it's GW going. Mm, we want them to ride eels. How are we going to do it? Um, uh, yeah, he was saying about back in the day they used to ride horses. So I thought, <laughs> ah, we'll just use eels. Um, yes. Yeah, so I oh, think that's brilliant. Oh yeah. Um, look- so what, yeah, what do you think of these? Oh, they look choice, mate. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> like just you got elves with a with a bolt thrower riding a giant shark, and you've got a bunch of elves with like shields and lances it's hard to tell their exact gear because we've not seen previews for the actual Achillean units yet but you know they're riding heels as sort of shock cavalry uh literally shock cavalry because we've got a sneak peek at um the eel rules which they have a biovoltaic barrier uh which means they're shrouding electricity which means their save can't be modified uh I, i think there might be a condition to that but under certain circumstances you can't change their save with rend which is really nice yeah, that's it. Yeah, it, it ignores the rend characteristic of attacks, um, and in addition, the unit gets a save characteristic of a three plus and of a four plus if a charge move is in the same turn. So, ah, yeah, that that was it. Yeah, so they're really tough as yeah, well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, and also, yeah, I mean, if you because from what it shows that you've basically got the oh, I'm going to destroy some of these names now. Um, we've mm. got the. Um, <laughs> Ishlian, Ishlian mm-hmm. guard, um, who are the yeah. Fangmora eel riders. Um, yep. You've got the Morsar guard, which doesn't actually show you or tell you who they are as such. I'm yeah. guessing they're potentially ones on the the sharks, potentially, yeah. or shark-like yeah. creatures. Could be wrong on that, but um, you've got the Alopex, which it mentions, um, which... I, they might be the shark ones. They actually. could be the sharks, yep, yeah, so don't... I think they might quite, be two different eel rider sets yeah so. it could be that as well that's what i mean it's it, I don't 
I'm not <laughs> I'm not 100% on this but it's because we've only got limited information yeah. um, you got the yeah. uh, Leviathan which is the huge yeah. turtle which looks so amazing cool. absolutely oh, amazing so good you know that's got you know D&D written over, all over it as well oh and... yeah dragon turtles man <laughs> <laughs> um, and it does touch upon that that you're going to want to use an Achillean king as your sort of main mm. uh, warlord of your yeah. force um and that's ones where they you know provide buffs to you know to their units and things like that. again when when yeah. the battle tome comes out we'll see more about that yeah. which is well cool yeah. we know the um we know the Achillean king will make the fang mora eel riders battle line unit so they'll be able to act like troops and take that's right which is super cool yep that's uh, right they also they also just look badass man yeah. riding on that giant octopus seahorse unicorn thing which is apparently called a deep mare so yeah it's cool <laughs> well actually just to echo your point that like you said if you don't as far from what i gather if you don't have an achillean king then mm. your the namati are your only choice of battle, battle line. line yeah, yeah. exactly well, and like you said if you have them the the rest of the achilleans are battle line which is cool um yeah. and the the third sort of uh cast that Can't, gets sp- yeah. is spoken about is the uh isharan um which is basically the sorcerer magic cast um again these mm. have a full soul just like the achilleans um yeah. and they they're quite interesting so this is basically this is basically octopus boy um yeah <laughs> and, and the other sorcerers what's quite cool about these these are from or again from what i gather they seem to be more mm. about supporting and buffing their troops oh, as yeah. opposed to being yeah. direct offense i mean i'm sure they probably have yeah. something in there but that's the vibe that they seem to be coming across as far mm. as I can tell, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, like, there's um, ones like the Tidecasters, which I must assume you don't need to take one in the army, but from the lore-wise, these are the ones literally creating this magical sea that yes. all your other troops are riding in. So I feel if I made a Deepkin Force, I would want a Tidecaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, also we see mentioned uh, Lotan, who's got a great name, mm. Warden of the Soul Ledgers. Yeah. He's, so the he's a octopus. Yes, cover. he's the octopus boy. <laughs> he's which is a very interesting model. I must admit, it's, mm. uh, it's fascinating. Um, I, yeah, so he, he, yeah, so that's really cool as well. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I just think, like I said, from what you can see, they provide, provide a lot of buffs. You've got like catalog of oh, souls yeah. mentioned here, which adds yeah. one to the bravery characteristic, which is good for the the Marty the units because. Because obviously they, they it. exactly <laughs> not, six without it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they uh, add one to friendly deep clean units, and while they're wholly within twelve inches of this model, in addition, reroll mm. hits rolls of one for friendly Namati units while they are wholly within twelve inches of the model. So yeah, yeah, that's actually um a big thing with the previewed rules we've seen so far is. Deepkin as a force are a lot more focused on wholly within auras with a big range as opposed to within auras with a smaller range. Yes. It's encouraging you to build this sort of tight-knit center. Yes. I, 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 I got that vibe from it. I think it's also showing that they're a very, a very buff-heavy mm. uh, force yeah. as well compared to some of the others. I mean, he even mentions that if you um, grab the Eidolon of Mathlan, which is... Mm that amazing <laughs> miniature that Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman <laughs> um that again that's uh, being released that the oh. that they get buffed by um Lotan as well, Warden mm. of the Soul Ledger. Yeah. So yeah, 
god there's there's some i, I must admit i uh-huh. the more i look at these and the i was going no nah, i'm going to stay away from these you know as in i'll, I'll look in i'll you know i'll read their law and talk about them yeah but yeah. you know but now i think oh there's some amazing miniatures here God, damn you games workshop <laughs> bringing out all these wonderful things one after the other <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's the uh the deepkin and um also we're getting some new paints as well aren't we yeah that are yeah. focused around them as well to mm. give us that uh Which, like that pale since uh skin yeah. color uh people have been asking what's the difference between this and pallid witch flesh the answer as far as we've been able to ascertain is the new paints have a green base rather than a pink brown base ah okay so they'll give Which a makes sense. slightly colder flesh color yeah mm. that'll come in handy just in general even if you're not mm. painting uh deepkin so that'd be cool oh, yeah 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 so that's uh that's the deepkin um oh actually saying that i think they've recently sorry the curveball it looks like i think yesterday they've released uh, another thing about them about the monsters and war beasts of the deepkin oh yeah no i remember i missed Um, (laughs) they i i read it i totally forgot about it till just then um so it 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 talks about i didn't really give many actual rules i think but it talks about the achaelians or the achaelians or however you say it uh they go and they have to they're, they're not like some of the other elven factions where they are friends with their animals and they love and they care for them. It's like, no, these are enslaved and sort of mind dominated. And part of that is they've had to blind, uh, most of the war beasts except for the deep mares, which are apparently <laughs> actually loyally bonded to the Achillean kings and queens. Right. Um, which explains why all the models have armor plating over where the beast's eyes would be. Um, that makes perfect sense. Yes. Actually, they gave a preview for the Leviathan. Uh, that thing yes. is going to be a monster in close combat. It puts out so many mm. attacks. It yes. makes yeah, th- a ridiculous th- number. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at Yeah, it's got Jaws of Death as well. Each time Ooh, you make a hit roll of 6-plus for this model's Le- Leviathan's crushing Jaws attack, that attack inflicts 6 mortal wounds instead of the normal damage. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> God. And the normal damage is a D6 damage, which isn't bad, but hey, I'll take... No. Wow. I'll take the... Ch- I mean, you just put a plus one to hit buff in there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just go straight for it. <laughs> There's that, some good stuff in there. Get that one third yeah. chance of a six mortal wound attack. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's they're crazy. Going to be mean. They're going to eat most other characters for breakfast. Yeah, they certainly are. <laughs> and they just look cool as well. I mean, oh, yeah. actually reading that, I think the... To sort of counter what I said earlier, I think looking mm. at it, the the Alopexes are those shark-like okay. ones. Yeah. From what I can, oh, is it, was that the? Yeah, I think they are. Anyway, yeah, yeah. it looks that way. Anyway, but um, so the first again, would when, be eel variants. Yes. Yeah. So um, again, when we no doubt cover the battle tome for this, because I oh, think yeah. we sort of have to uh, <laughs> when it's out yeah. shortly, um, we'll go into more depth and and obviously clarify this fully. This is obviously because we're yeah. only just getting the snippets that uh, GW yeah. have given us recently. So, yes, Deepkin are looking fine. Mm-hmm. So, but not fine cast, luckily. No, uh, right. <laughs> right, let's move on to the next uh, bit of news. Uh, mm. I'm going to say to you, Cameron. News? There's no well, bit well, of this... news here. Oh, well, there is. Uh, well, <laughs> I like what you did there. Um, <laughs> so, I'm going to say to you, Cameron. Yeah. I am Alpharius. Really? Because I thought I was Alpharius. Or am I a Magon? Um... Mm, well, not sure. Look, I, um, I'm, I'm going to cut to the quick. 
they're doing an Alferos model for 30k. Yes, they I think are. It's, I think it's really nice. It's really value for your money because you're only going to be paying for this tiny Alferos model doing a crawl along the floor. But they've provided this amazing statue to put directly behind him that looks like it's <laughs> stabbing a spear at him. <laughs> <laughs> and I think oh, that's I like just that. great. Yeah. Oh, bargain. <laughs> Absolute bargain. Yeah. Actually, I, I did see someone rotate that image like 90 degrees and say, oh, it's Forge World is coming out with a new unit for 30k Space Wolves, the Rock Climbers. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. I, the thing is, I, I, yeah, because I remember someone reading, or, or sorry, I read that someone was saying yeah. that they were like, "Oh, do they have to be a Space Wolf?" And I was like, "Well, I suppose it can be whatever you want it to be, really." Yeah, I, I, make whatever. I mean, it's just make it another yeah. Alpha Legionnaire. Exactly. Well, that which I thought would be better in some ways but uh mm. yeah so um like cameron said uh alfarius is getting a release in the uh, forge world uh primark range for 30k and he looks amazing oh, he's man. well i'm gonna throw out there um apart from fulgrim who is also yeah. amazing i yeah. think so far he is the best looking primark miniature compared to some of the others i'm throwing it out there i'm just i'm going i'm pushing I that boat out that, that's that's yeah. pretty solid. I really like Vulcan, but that's because I really like Vulcan. Uh, yeah. The character, not Vulcan, the model <laughs> as much. Uh, this this Alpharius model is ridiculously well detailed and looks he absolutely is. gorgeous. Some well, people I, don't I, like the paint scheme, but hey, paint it however you like. It's still a gorgeous I, model. See, uh, I, yeah, I read that too, <laughs> and I, I'm I'm in disagreement with that because I think, it, oh, yeah. I think it's perfect for, you know, mm. with a lot of these Primarchs that we... I'd try and imagine how they would look like in miniature form. He yeah. looks how he how to me how he should. He's he's yeah. smaller yep. than the exactly. rest of them as as per the law. He's mm. you know to blend in with the rest of his of the legion. Um, his armor looks amazing. Oh. Hydra armor. Oh. It just you know he's. I think the pinnacle for me is the helmet. I think the helmet mm. it looks spot Beautiful. on. Yeah. Um, the um, the backpack with the hydra. Yep. Uh, heads on the ends, uh, you know, similar to like we've seen with Space Wolves. Again, looks spot on. Is mm. uh, is Trident <laughs> that he's using to? Is yeah. it looks. I just think it's an amazing looking model. I just think mm. they've properly knocked this one out of the park. Um, oh yeah. Because I, I, if you look at, well, this is my personal opinion, but if you look at some of the other Primark miniatures that are out there, which they all look good, but yeah. I think some of them you're thinking. Yeah, no, you've not quite got that right. And I think the two places they often fall down on mm. is is one, the pose of the yeah, Primark yeah. is a bit can be a bit debatable. Where you think, oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if you've got them looking as cool as you should. And I think mm. secondly, it's the face on some of them. Like to me, yeah. uh, Lehman Russ's face doesn't look but, to me personally doesn't look yeah. quite how i would imagine oh, um i mean it, dawn came without a mustache and i was shocked yeah it's things like that <laughs> whereas i think the good thing is with alfarius he with the, especially he's got he's got over those two hurdles because a mm. he's got a helm which obviously yeah. means no facial issues um with the the sculpt but on top of that, it's a great looking helmet. But then oh, B, yeah. they've nailed the pose as well. Mm. They've got him yeah. down to a T. He's um, literally stabbing someone in the back. Yes, <laughs> it's brilliant. And again, I'm sure when when this miniature gets released, people are going to really properly tweak that. There'll be some, you know, yeah. they're going to be putting other things instead of that space wolf that's in the <laughs> uh, the original image. They'll be oh, they can put whatever oh, in there really. No. So I I I'm- I just think they go to time. I'm really looking forward to, like, at a tournament or someone someone running an Imperial Guard list for 40k and using him as their commander. 
<laughs> yeah. What are you talking yeah, about? It's a regular Katachan commander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah, so um, yeah, Alpharis is out. Uh, general release soon. They haven't put a date on it, but it'll be in he, the next he's... month or two, probably. Yes, absolutely. And I think now we're down to three Primarchs left, I Yo, believe. It's, two... it's you... the Khan. Um... Yep. Who else? Oh, I was thinking this the other day. Uh, Sanguinius, Sanguinius, and and Lion, the yeah. Lion, the Lion, Sanguinius. They're the, the three. Yeah, yeah, they're the three that are left, I believe. Um, the other. So yeah, there's been yeah, yeah fifteen of them. So it'll be interesting because I'm holding yeah. out for a 40k release for the Lion in the next yeah. in the next year or so because I would love. Was he alive? Is he? Uh, he's never been officially <laughs> killed. Uh, I know. Yeah. I'm teasing you. To be fair, I'm um, also waiting for Dawn to come back with one hand going, yeah. you thought I died from like 10 Chaos Space Marines in a ship? What are you? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm a Primarch. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they haven't put a price on Alpharis yet. Um, so I'm Assume guessing it'll be the same as about... the other Primarchs. Well, they vary, though, yeah. actually. Oh, if you look do. at them, they... Yeah, so I don't... It's whether... People are hoping he's not going to be Dawn price because I think yeah. Dawn was... Like seven, well, for over here, seventy-five pounds, which yeah. is the high end. Yeah, where some will go as low as sixty. So mm. he will be between sixty and seventy-five yeah. pounds. But well, you get, like I said, you'll get it's a bargain because you're yeah. getting you're getting you know two Primarchs potentially. Yeah. Uh, there's Alpharius <laughs> doing the stabbing, and there's Omegon slowly crawling away, pretending to be a space wolf. Yeah, just crawling around. Don't mind me. Oh, look, I'm stabbing him in the back. Look, uh... He's not on our side at all. You should take him back to your HQ for treatment. Yeah. <laughs> I could just imagine he's just on the floor just going, oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh. Actually, no, don't stab me. Don't do it for well, real. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, man. Oh, man. Right. Yeah. Um, the last bit of main... Well, I think the last bit of main yeah. news that we've seen, which is a small bit, is uh, they've released a couple of new Shades by Warbands. Um, so they've released the Fast Riders, which mm-hmm. is a basically a ranged Stormcast Eternal band. Yep. Um, and Magor's Fiends, which is another corn one, but yeah. this is more, uh, more an elite. elite warrior. Yeah. Yes. You've got less, you know, less miniatures instead of Reavers. Yes, exactly. So I, I must admit, I mean, it's all good. I mean, yeah. more war bands, more variety. I was, a, you know, as I said on Twitter recently, I was a bit like, mm, well, they, there's there's other races that need war yeah. bands before yeah. releasing yet another Stormcast and yet another Corn one. But mm. I can see why they've done it. It's, oh, yeah. You know, it's it's not holding the rest of them up. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking forward to like a Daughters of Cain oh, war band God, or be so good. something like that. Deepkin you know, band. a Seraphon one. Yeah, it'll be cool. So. So yeah, if you're into Shadespire, yeah, they're out. Two now. new warbands. To uh, they look cool. They are out now. Uh, they um, continue to insult me with a single plastic flesh hound in a monostatic pose. God damn it! The <laughs> demons up. The demons line still needs upgrades. You still got all these horrible resin <laughs> flesh hounds wandering around. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and like the new flesh hounds look great for the two of them that exist. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought you may say that. <laughs> Do it. Uh, Upgrade. You can feel things. the bitterness coming out there, it's Cameron. Not, it's not even bitterness. <laughs> I just really love flesh hounds. They look great in art, <laughs> and they sound cool in lore. But yeah, the official models suck. <laughs> mm. 
Actually, I suppose the one advantage to these two warbands is, I suppose, if you got into Shadespire right at the start mm. and, and you really got stuck into either or both of these warbands, yeah. you know, when before they released all the expansion warbands, um, I suppose it's, you know, if you're a Stormcast player, I suppose it's like, oh, well, I, was, I still want to play Stormcast, but I want something a bit different. Yeah. Then, yeah. great, you've got the Fast Striders now, and the same for if you're into the, your, your corn. Yeah. yeah, so. Exactly. Cool. Okay. Um, I think that's the news. It's been, like mm. I said, it's been a bit lighter than last episode, Thank but uh, <laughs> I think we're still recovering from that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, God. so what we'll do is Actually, we'll, we'll, just, we'll take, uh, just, just a second. Yeah. Speaking of last week's news, do you know what I saw today in the store? Someone mm. playing a full sisters of battle army. I was so impressed. Really? Full metal. Oh it was, wow. There were like 40 of them. Full metal. There were, there were like 40 of them. It was really nice. impressive. I was like, wow, you went through all that. <laughs> You really did keep the face. Was it, was it, the, was it the um the classic uh, color scheme? Yeah, they go for the black, black. And white with red. Yeah, nice. Because I I saw on Twitter someone was using them with like fluorescent pink oh, wow. armor. Okay, it looked amazing. It just like they just they absolutely popped. Yeah, it, it, looked, it looked it looked ridiculous, oh, yeah. but in but a in a really yeah, cool way. Yeah. Literally, like someone just thrown like a a barrel of <laughs> pink paint on them to go. There we go. They looked awesome, yeah. and they, but it was what it was really cool. Like they'd done them like mainly with like white hair mm. and like pink little streaks. Yeah, you know, yeah. the old little little bit of hair dye. It just yeah, they looked really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very very Barbie fied. <laughs> General Games Workshop news: People still love the Sisters of Battle. Keep it up. 2019. Yes, absolutely. Drawing ever slowly. Closer. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> month by month. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah, so that's, um, that's the news for this episode. Uh, <laughs> we'll, um, like I said, we'll take another quick little break and then when we return, we're going to talk about the Death Guard. Yeah. Welcome back, uh, to the main law segment of the show. Um, before we get stuck into it, actually, um, I've had a little, um, update, um, on my, from my wife, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were talking about the hobby stuff. Um, unfortunately, I think she's bought the bits that I sent her out to get, but mm. um, it, she's been told that the Citadel painting handle oh. is out of stock until June. June? Okay, Matt. We're in April. I'm going to be wow. I'm going to be serious w- with you here. Would you like me to send you one because they are in stock at my <laughs> hobby store? <laughs> and let's see which gets there first. What's going to get there first? You sending me one from Australia, or are <laughs> <laughs> coming into stock over here? Bloody hell! Oh man, I can't believe it. Yeah. Seriously, okay. I knew they were. I knew they were um, out of stock online, but mm. I can't believe it. it looks like all the stores are struggling as well. So, wow. oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to use a a uh, chewing gum pot and uh, some blue tack <laughs> then. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> that's fine. It sounds like she managed to get the uh, purple wash and nice. the uh, mold line remover. Yeah. So two out of three is not bad. Yeah, exactly. Right, cool. Anyway. So, <laughs> we're here to talk about law. So, yes, um, as mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about uh, and give an overview of the uh, Traitor Legion of the Death Guard, uh, mm-hmm. which quite appropriate. You're painting them. I'm starting to paint them. Yep. They're cool. Oh, they're so uh, they're cool. very appropriate. Um, also very, you know, with last episode, us talking about Dark Imperium, mm-hmm. they're obviously one of the main forces that come in the uh, the box set. Yep. 
So, yeah, I thought, let's talk about the Death Guard. Why the heck You know, not? people out there going, we, yeah, why not? The people out there are like, what's going on with those Death Guard? And we're like, well, we'll tell you now. Um, <laughs> 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 so, yeah, like I said, we'll give a general overview of their sort of background, uh, talk about their Primarch, uh, what happened pre-heresy, during the heresy, post-heresy, and uh, we'll then finish up with yeah. basically what their memorable units are. Um, so... Right, so the Death Guard. Who are they? Right, so the Death Guard are the uh, 14th Legion of yep. the original 20 slash 18 uh, legions that were created. Um, I mean, originally they were actually known as the Dusk Raiders, um, yeah. which, I don't know, I, I'm not feeling that name, if I'm being honest. I think they, they say much better as the Death Guard. Well, as a, as, there was a reason it was changed. Why? Why was that? <laughs> now no, we'll cover that in a second. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Dust Raiders, they were basically a, a Terran-born uh, legion of you know, recruits. Um, they got their name, uh, the Dust Raiders, because of their reason that they attacked at night, uh, hence the yeah. Dusk. Um, they were painted or sorry they were in an unpainted storm gray uh armor but they would have a red van brace gauntlet shoulder pad all painted in red because to signify that they're the red right hand of the emperor and yeah. unleashing his judgment upon and the enemies the, of mankind they were, they were albanian <laughs> yes yeah they're from uh, oh i should know albia albia that's Empire, it yes maps out roughly to albania in yes. the real world, I would guess. Yeah, <laughs> and they were, <they're, laughs> yeah, give or take. Um, and they're very, um, you know, very. Even then, they were a very resilient force, very focused, mm. you know, very, and very loyal at that point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, so that's basically where you know where the Death Card originally come from. But before we go on to that, I think we need to talk about their Primark. Yeah. Our old boy Morty, Mar- Mortarian. Yeah. The uh, the child of death, as he can be sometimes yeah. referred to as. Yeah. Um, so Mortarian was like all the other Primarchs, spread amongst the uh, the galaxy, and he landed on uh, Barbarus, a uh, mm-hmm. quite a hostile planet of uh, thick fog and yeah. poison, yeah. Um, which was basically ruled by uh, warlords of an unknown race. It's no, there's no real. I mean, they've they've yeah. uh, touched upon it, haven't they? Um, I would, I mean, I would guess like Dark Elder, just from the description. Mm. Like the G- Xenos warlords and their armies are made of stolen humans transformed into marionettes and flesh hulks. That sounds mm. like a homunculus coven ruling a planet to me. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Do you know? And also, there's a, another theory that because I think there's mm. some reference to them being uh, they look similar to a cyclops. Supposedly, that oh. they that they could have been early. Uh, plague bearers, supposedly, yeah. or a yeah, variant of plague that. bearers that got stuck in real space somehow. Yeah, so we should be quite appropriate um, <laughs> for the Death Guard. So yeah, but like I said, there's not much information out there. So there's an unknown Xenos race that were uh, ruling this planet, and they're basically they're ruling over the humans of this planet. Yeah. There was humans there. They were sort of they were down the bottom. So yeah. warlords are at the top um, who could sort of survive in this thick fog and poison. Humans down mm. the bottom. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Mortarian was found uh, on a battlefield, I believe, um, where he was there crying, and the you know the main warlord of the, <laughs> the planet found him um, and decided to train him. 
Um, yep. and, you know, and he obviously trained him in, you know, warfare and, and, uh, but one thing that is quite key, he kept Mortarian away from the, the humans down below. Um, mm. obviously as Mortarian got older and was obviously showing more promise and obviously his Primarch abilities, he just wanted more answers. You know, he wanted to know, yep. he's like, why am I being kept from down there? What's going on down there, dad? No, look, you don't want to know. All right. It's yeah, nothing to see down yeah. there. <laughs> um, so he, one night he decided to be a naughty boy and he escaped <laughs> and decided to go down and decide and found the, the other humans that were down there, which obviously took him by yeah. surprise, uh, which he ended up befriending them. Um, which mm. took a while because obviously, because you got to remember Motarian is not the nicest looking yeah. <laughs> Primark compared to some of the others. He's not beautiful like Sanguinius. Uh, he's, no. you know, he's quite gaunt. Uh, he's bald. He's not there's anything wrong with that, but he, no. he's just not, he looks, you know, you know, he gets described Unfriendly. as the Grim Reaper. Yeah. He's not the most <laughs> uh, approachable Primark, but he befriends <laughs> them by killing a warlord when he get when he's down there, which obviously they mm. realize, huh, he's not so bad, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um so what he does as you know, as part of being part of this human uh community, he inadvertently creates his own death guard. Yeah. Or what he calls his own death guard, which is basically mm. the local um, you know, military fighters, and well, in some cases, probably farmers. There's just anyone that can fight. He basically yeah. um gets the local blacksmiths to create armor for the for mm. these soldiers uh he starts building or because obviously a lot of primarchs have got a quite a technological knowledge uh he yeah. starts basically building or prototyping respira- uh, respiration gear because obviously all yeah. the poison and fog up up higher um he's basically just taking the toughest man um mm. but obviously he wants to take on his uh his father as such mm. at this time because uh, obviously he realizes that he's he's cruel um but he just quite, he just can't quite do it. He just can't get as high as you know because obviously the higher you go up in this place, the higher yeah. um, sorry the worse the fog and the poison is. Yeah. So um, who turns up just to mix it up now? Oh, mm. it's his real dad. The emperor decides to turn up. <laughs> um, so the emperor arrives and basically says to Mortarian, "Goes look, here's the deal. If you go up and manage to take on your dad or of sorts uh, and kill him." I'll, I'm going to disappear. But mm. if you don't kill him, you got to come and join me. And obviously, yeah. Mortarian is like, right, I'm up for this. I'm going to show you. So yeah. basically, he, him and his, uh, and to the uh, resistance of his, of his death guard, they're like saying, no, don't do this. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, so basically, he, you know, he, he makes his way almost to the top and basically almost. sort of collapses in front of his his father because obviously at this point the the fog and poison is just too much mm. for him yeah. so he uh as he's literally about to pass out um his dad's about to kill him but then the emperor st- you know steps in kills uh the warlord with literally one swing of his sword and yeah. uh, and then when morty comes to he obviously realizes that you know who the emperor actually is and says, no, I'm your real father. Um, and obviously you lost the bet. <laughs> so you're going to come yep. in, you know, and you know, he, he, he on, even though he begrudgingly honors the, uh, the bet mm. basically. And, uh, yeah, obviously he's a bit, and this is where the resentment starts, isn't it really? Yeah. The resentment towards the emperor. Cause he's, yeah. he's basically annoyed that he's had to step in <laughs> to save well, him. Yeah. 
It was, it was Mortarion's basically life goal. The last thing he had to do to sort of bring the planet under control was kill this last warlord, his adopted dad. And then the Emperor goes, oh, you're having a bit of trouble. No, oh, I got it. <laughs> 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 <Is> that, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah so... He, yeah. Mortarion yeah. could not forgive him this casual dismissal of his life struggle, is the yes. exact phrasing from the Codex. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and like I said, this is, this is where the resentment of years comes about now this is where the seed's been planted he's you know he's he's realized he's got to honor it and but he's like i said begrudgingly done it so uh mm. right so yeah motorian motarian joins the emperor um and obviously the emperor gives him the dust raiders and go here you go here's your legion yeah. and then this is where you have this sort of moment uh that's described on one of the uh the fleet ships where mm. basically he's introduced to the dust raiders and without actually describing it you get the impression the dust raiders are like uh this guy is our primarch (laughs) the guy that looks like the grim reaper here (laughs) (laughs) um and obviously moltarian decides to go you know sell them so right okay you're going to be you know you're going to be my weapon you're going to be my force we're going to rid the uh rid the world of uh oppression and uh tyranny um and i'm going to know you're now going to become the death guard and i was like oh okay um um, obviously, yeah, if, if we have to. Um, I mean, again, it gives the impression that they are not, I wouldn't say resistant to it, but they're a bit like, mm. okay, if that's what we got to do. But they, to be fair to them, they do adhere to what he suggests. You know, you're like, okay, you are, mm. you know, you are our gene seed. So we'll, yeah. we'll do what you say. So, so now then, now, no, no more Dust Raiders, you know, the Death Guard, Death Guard. Um, so, I mean, again, at this point, this is where Mortarion really brings across his beliefs in how yeah. warfare should be uh, <laughs> performed. <laughs> He's got yeah. a very particular way of doing it. Well, Cameron, what's 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 how does he how does he like to fight? Uh, he is direct and to the point, uh, is what I would say. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The Death Guard were taught to choose the best ground and then to grind their enemies down upon it with massed infantry formations. <laughs> Basically, mm-hmm. everyone needs to be self-sufficient, self-reliant. So, basically, all the other legions had specialist squads equipped with all this special gear. You know, they had plasma guns and melter guns. And Mortarion goes, no, you get a bolt gun, you get a knife, you get two grenades. Go and kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> if you need two knives, guess what? You don't get a bolt gun. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's basically the it's basically the opposite of the emperor's children isn't it really it's mm. very you know there's no finesse with the death guard it's all no. about getting stuck in it's about being resilient it's about yeah. attrition it's not there's no nothing fanciful they don't you know even down to their armor mm. you know they i mean the the change from the dust raiders to the death guard basically any real changes it's gone from like a, a storm gray to like a like another variation of grey, really, off, and they've got a slight white and yeah, green, yeah, and a bit <laughs> really? of green around the sides. There's no no adornment, no you know, no, no making it look pretty. It's just you know, the, your arm is there to save you and get the job done. It's not there to mm. look good. Yeah, um, and and I like mean, you said, he sorry, carry on. Yeah, I mean, it worked as well. Mm. As far as absolutely. Go. Sure, yeah. they took more casualties than all the other legions combined, but they had mm. the numbers for it and they got shit done. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way you got to look at it. They just if if you wanted, you know, I think there's a line. I think it's um mm. one of the other Primarchs. Oh, who is it that says it? Um, oh, what's his name? The one Perturbat Per 
Potabo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He he basically says, look, they're not very pretty the way they do things, but they get <laughs> the job done. Basically, yeah. they're the, if you if you want to get the job done, you want the Death Guard on your side. You know, oh, yeah. ugly, uh, ugly is the way they do things. And like you said, every every Marine is basically a tactical Marine. There's no, like I said, yeah. no specialism. You just, like I said, you just, you know, and he, even the next day you could be doing something different. Like, oh, would you want me to? Oh, yeah, I'll just give me one of those other weapons. I'll use a plasma gun instead. Um, yeah. And it's, it's quite, I think it's quite, even though it, to some it could appear to be quite boring, I think it's quite a good way of fighting as well. I just oh, like yeah. the way they're like, yeah, you know what, we're just going to grind... You know, we're gonna, they're, they're using their gene seed to their advantage because mm. obviously you've now got this combination where the Dust Raiders naturally are quite a resilient uh, legion. But now mm. the fact that, obviously, now that they're recruiting from Barbarous as part yeah. of this, um, they are becoming even more resilient because obviously that's just the way, the you know, part of the gene seed yeah. and obviously just the natural yeah. way that people from Barbarous are built to be because obviously the toxins and poison yeah. and fog etc so yeah. so basically he's you've got this, this situation where obviously like like you just said cameron where there's obviously mm. they've got a massive amount of casualties you you've got this situation where the the terran part of the death guard are basically the veterans now because obviously they're mm. getting slowly whittled down and they're not recruiting them from terror anymore they're just recruiting no. them from barbarous so you've got this weird sort of slight well weird divide between mm. the death guard where you've got the barbarous uh, sort of part of the legion, and then the terror part, Terran part of the legion, yeah. Um, and yeah, and you can you, you can feel the resistance that's happening at this point <laughs> between them. Um, but yeah, their their way of fighting is. Uh, I mean, we'll cover it a bit more in a minute. But uh, yeah, it's it's a very battle of attrition, which is yeah. uh, different to a lot of the other legions. Oh. Um, so um, going back to Mortarian, he so basically he's he hasn't got many friends <laughs> amongst the Primarchs. They <laughs> no. all feel he's a bit weird and a bit um, a bit morose. He's, yeah. he's good friends with Horus. Well, they fight well. with Horus. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, true. Uh, but he, I think he, you can tell that all the way it's insinuated that he's he likes him more than em- the Emperor. Oh, again, oh, yeah. talking about that resentment that's, that's uh, in Mortarian. Mm. So... He's good friends with Horus. He's also good friends with Comrade Kurz of the yeah. uh, the uh, Night Lords, yeah. um, and he's basically considered a freak by the others. <laughs> you know, yeah, in, in, yeah, which is a shame for him. But I mean, he goes you know. around with a ten foot long scythe. He wears a gas mask all the time. He never takes <laughs> anything off because that, that's another thing. Like after he leaves Barbarous, his respirator is an anti respirator because he just fills it with air from Barbarous. <laughs> Oh, yes, no, this, yes, this is what I breathe. Point. Yeah, <laughs> I can't breathe yeah. your clean air. What is this? <laughs> I might get I think well. That's why I, I think that's why I like him because he's he's very like this is the way should th- things should mm. be. He's not, yeah. you know, he's very even when we get when we talk post heresy, uh, Mortarian like current day Mortarian. He's still he's still the same. Well, I say person. He's not, he's not a person anymore. Same but he, you know, same. He's you know his mentality is still the same. It's all about mm. no. You know, we just grind grind you know the enemies down. Um, we'll do things my way. I don't care what you know. He's very much. I don't care what you think. I will do it my way. And you know, he's not. He's it's good because he's not out to you know compared to people like Fulgrim. He's not out to impress people. He's just you know I do things my way. This is what I believe. I don't care what you think. You know, yeah. so sort of, that's his yeah. sort of his mentality. Uh, he's also very anti-psyker as well. Yep, because uh, he uh, like <laughs> his adoptive dad was one apparently. Mm-hmm. 
exactly yeah. so he's you know through his his youth he's you know again he's very <laughs> you're feeling more resentment here again he's he's very he knows what he likes and he knows what he dislikes <laughs> um, um and basically he's easily swayed uh to uh join the her- the heresy yeah uh mainly right. because of a because of horus yeah. because you know you know, he, he respects him more than the Emperor. Um, and obviously, as we're going to touch upon in a bit, uh, Typhon is already following following Chaos and yeah. obviously leads leads him down a merry path. <laughs> and I mean, like, for, like, the Death Guards seem brutal and you would think inefficient, and that seems to be how they were seen before the Heresy because they were mostly unrecognized after Mortarion joined them. It was like, they were the Workhorse Legion. You know, you send them there, they do that. You send them there, they do that. And they just do it they don't do it in an outstanding manner but it is done and they just yes they, they were never particularly well recognized which is part of why he felt closer to horus and again part of that growing rift between the death guard themselves and the imperium is like it went from oh we're protecting those who aren't tough enough yet to we're tougher than these guys so we'll take care of it <laughs> kind of mentality yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a fair point and i think as well is that it makes point that they teamed up well with the Lunar Wolves at that point as well, mm. uh, slash Sons of Horus, because you know they, they, I think they described that the that basically the Death God would sort of grind mm. <laughs> the enemy down, and then basically the the Lunar Wolves would just get in there and and finish the job off, which worked well. So they, yeah. you know, I, I think he's he's very much about efficiency, um, and I think he obviously clearly could see that he was very efficient with Horus. Yeah, um, he he also. Uh, vowed to master the warp as well. Even though he was very anti-psycho, I think he realised as the years went on that you couldn't get away from the no. power of the warp. It's no. a very, um, yeah, very prominent thing that you can't escape. Well, he really um, couldn't. He's a psycho in the no, world. No, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which we'll touch upon shortly. Um, he, you know, in the background, he gets into a few fights with Khan as well. Yeah. They don't see very much eye to eye with the, the white scars. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, but sort of modern day mm. Montarian, who is now well, we'll explain it shortly, but he's basically now a a greater demon, mm. a demon prince. Um, he's basically his, his setup is really cool. He's basically he's armed with uh, silence, which yep. is like I said, his is scythe. Yep. Well, <laughs> it's a bit more than a scythe. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like a leg. Yeah. It's like, it's like a huge, well, actually, talking of legs, he actually mm. describes that at some point it actually managed to take out the leg of a Reaver Titan yeah, by itself, which is impressive. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. I mean, obviously, it's to uh, sort of pay homage to obviously back in Barbarous where. He, armed, he was armed with the scythe. And I think his adoptive father was armed with the scythe as it's well, I believe. possible. <laughs> yes. So the, it's all part of that. And he's basically... And also it's got a plague demon inside of it mm. as well, which is yeah. you know, spreading poison and corruption as it does. Um, he's also got Lantern, which is his, which is basically a Xenos energy pistol mm. that he's got very to cool. his side, which is uh, which is cool, very powerful. And he's, armed, he, he's encased in uh, barber and plate armor. Is his sort of is his uh, is uh, war gear? So yeah, yeah. Mortarian. He's cool. He's very cool, and it, <laughs> especially his miniature as well. Oh, his miniature God, is his miniature's awesome. <laughs> we'll get it one day, Matt. Right. <laughs> yes, it's right. It's on. It's on. It's on that Christmas list. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So yeah. So pre heresy, I think like I said we've yeah, we covered uh, we've we've covered that. So yeah. So if we get into the, the actual heresy side of yeah. things, so. 
they were um, Death Guard were involved in a couple of the big events like the potentially or before. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you read my mind. Um, so yes, yeah, so you got the. They, this is horrible stuff now. So oh, yeah. so, Isfan three. Yeah. Um, this is the one where basically the they the Le- the legions already turned traitor at this point, and yeah. they realised that about a third of them were mm. still loyalists. Yeah. So what they decided to do uh, between them is basically send all you know. Um, Actually, let me step back a bit. So, on Isfan 3, there is basically, I think, a, a lord has been overtaken by Slanesh of some sort. Mm. And I think, basically, the emperor has, has tasked the legions to basically go take it out. So, Horus realises, right, okay, I'll send the um, I'll send the loyalist legions and the loyalist parts of our legions mm. down to the planet to yeah. you know take out this uh, chaos lord. Um, while that's happening, basically, the, you know, the Death Guard is part of, of this as long along with the other traitor legions decided to basically bomb yeah. uh, Isfan three yeah. with the life eater virus. Yeah. Which is horrific. <laughs> basically, yeah. you, you know, they're literally just dying in front of them. Uh, and I think there's a firestorm as well that follows it as well. Mm. So <laughs> if yeah. you didn't have the virus, you're then getting burnt as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it, I mean, we could go into a lot of detail. There's whole, there's literally books mm. <laughs> in the Horus oh, Heresy novels man. that are devoted yeah. to this. Uh, what was it? it was, I read Vulcan Lives, and I think it was Isfahan 4, not 3, but that was intense. Um. Yeah. But, yeah, any of the Isfahan planets, <laughs> as soon as you hear that word, you know, there's yeah. something, something big is going to go down. So, yeah, so but he, we're, this is where you get sections where the, where word is made towards the Emperor about, you know, what's gone down mm. here but it hasn't stopped the planet and the loyalists getting killed yeah. basically by yeah. this it's just an absolute massacre um you got isfan 5 which is basically where the traitor legions regrouped after what's happened on isfan 3 mm. um and this is basically just a big fight between the loyalists and yeah. the uh, the traitors you've got um because at this point, I think this is when the Emperor realises what Horus has done. So he mm. sends uh, seven legions yeah. to capture Horus. Mm. But three of them have already turned yeah. traitor without <laughs> knowing it <laughs> at this point. Uh, so basically the four legions that are still loyalists at this point, which is people like the Salamanders um, mm. and the Ravenguard. I think Iron Warriors as well. I Iron think. Hands. Iron Hands. Sorry, Iron, not Iron Warriors were traitor, not yeah, sorry. Iron Warriors were traitors. I know, I know that. Sorry, that was a <laughs> slip of the tongue there. Um, Iron Hands. Um, so yeah, they basically um, get it from both sides. So you've got to see you know, where mm. the base of the three... Uh, the ones that turn traitor, and then the the ones yeah. that are already traitor on Isfahan Five basically decimate them. Um, they don't oh, yeah, wipe that, them out. That was the bit in Vulcan Lives. Now I remember. Ah, yeah. It was it was like Vulcan leading the charge into the Iron Warriors ranks, and then it's like, oh, good, the Death Guard are here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I mean this. I mean this is where basically the Death Guard are laying traps for them and things like that. They yeah, yeah. they 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 they've completely they're completely lost at this point now. So um, yeah, so a lot of uh, war at this point. Um, and then this is probably the key bit for the Death Guard, which is what happens next. Oh yeah. Um, take it away, Cameron. What happens next? Uh, well, they're on their way to the War in Terror because, mm-hmm. you know, you you got to get rid of the Emperor to really take over the galaxy. <laughs> um, and Mortarion's totally loyal first captus, captain, Callus Typhon, absolutely 100% loyal, says that his navigators are definitely still imperialists and not traitors, even though they've already started pinning, you know, broken Achilles to everything and everything. is like, <laughs> no, they're traitors. I've killed them all. Yeah, I it's have It's okay, to. though. 
By the way, I'm a psyker, so I can take us through the warp to Terra. Does that sound good? And Moltarian goes, he was a psyker. I don't like psychers. Yeah, but, but I'm so The Emperor now. is also a psyker, and the Emperor <laughs> is a bigger psyker, so we should get him first, and then I'll deal with Typhon here. <laughs> <laughs> and thus he fell into Nurgle's cunning trap, because mm-hmm. uh, Typhon used his psychic powers to navigate uh, the fleet into the warp, and then just kind of stopped it yep. in the middle of a warp storm. And then the the warp-born viruses started eating through the hull and infecting everyone. And it was a bad time all around. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it went, yeah. Yeah, so they're basically attacked by the uh, the destroyer plague, um, which basically yeah. start... And you've got this... I, I love this bit of the story because it's horrific. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I love the oh, fact yeah. that they're trapped. And obviously, they're now getting bombarded by devil flies and and pestilence mm. you know they're literally their you know their guts are falling out of their stomachs yeah. their eyes are popping you know it, it, you know they're literally um <laughs> it's going down and but but what's mm. what i find amazing about this is the fact that they're because of how resi- re, you know resilient they are to these mm. sort of things they can't die to it so they're literally yeah. in this sort of torment where they're literally falling apart but not falling apart and they can't die so they're literally trapped in this sort of eternal you know pain and and pestilence it's 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 horrific you know what's happening you know if you you were like trying to imagine it you think oh my god that is just that's just absolutely horrific um so which is obviously the point of it yeah yeah exactly so um so yeah, so basically at this point, um, as part of the reward, um, Typhon mm. becomes Typhus. You know, he's yeah. <laughs> I shall be known as Typhus now. Well, <laughs> Does it, like, sure it, it's a proper transformation because he becomes the destroyer hive. Like, um, yes, I was I was listening to another group of people talk about this uh, like a week or two ago on their podcast. It was an old old episode, but um, you know, it's like. Everyone is like, oh, God, everything's terrible. My guts are falling out. My hair is on fire from this disease. And Typhus is just like, give me more. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, more. it's horrific. He's like, he's basically, his body becomes insects, doesn't it? it literally, he becomes yeah. the host. He becomes the host of the mm. destroyer hive. Um, yeah. And, like, he's got a you know, massive horn comes out of his, you know, like, his forehead and, and out of his back. He's, you know, like, vents and exhausts. It's just, yeah, he literally just, like, bring it on i will take whatever you know he gets his reward he, he fully embraces yeah. it and becomes the herald of nurgle yeah. mm, which is so, cool yes <laughs> he's uh he, yeah sorry cam because it's like mortarin is the primarch of the death guard he's not the one nurgle likes the most mortarin is like a trophy he's a trophy <laughs> primarch you hang him on the walls like look i got one too uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that'd be a horrible type- mantelpiece Oh um, god, yeah, but, but Typhus, <laughs> it, Typhus is the one Nurgle really likes because Typhus is going out there spreading the good word, doing the yeah. good work. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's the difference between them because obviously Mortarion has to sort of embrace it because he sort of has to, whereas Typhus mm. fully embraces it. He's like, no, I want this. This is you know how yeah. I want things. Yeah. And obviously, we see some uh, resistance uh, as well to. Um, you know, to it as well, you know, as in between the two of them, like in the, in mm. the current day in the law, they really, they really struggle. Um, they have a strained so, relationship. <laughs> yeah, they, they certainly do. So yeah. Anyway, Ty- Typhon becomes Typhus. He gives himself over to Nurgle. And after however many hours, Mortarion finally goes, fine, 
I guess. <laughs> I'll sell all our souls to you, great Nurgle. Just make it stop hurting <laughs> quite so much. Yeah. Nurgle's a loving father. He knows, he knows the gifts aren't always accepted at first, but they're eventually always accepted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a funny situation for, um, Mortarian because obviously, mm. again, he doesn't like, even though, He's obviously turned traitor at this point. He's still not into being controlled by people. He's not into no. tyranny. And, no. you know, you, you can tell he's sort of, he, he must be really conflicted at this point. Yeah. He's thinking, I really don't want to say yes to this, <laughs> but I know I have to because we're going to be trapped here for eternity. Mm. And what's the point yeah. <laughs> if we're stuck here and can't do anything and literally just being in pain? So I think, yeah, he, he, he has to take and take it and, he, he he becomes changed as part of this as well. He becomes taller oh, yeah. and more gaunt than he was before. Mm. Uh, obviously, at this point, he's still not a, uh, a demon prince. He's no, still no. Hu- hu- human at this point. Humanish, um, <laughs> yeah, of sorts. But but now, as part of this, we've now this is the birth of the the first plague marines, yeah. basically. So all all the you know all the death guard that are part of this fleet, um, uh, you know, have, have turned into what we now know as plague marines. So they mm. you know they're they're bulbous. They're they've got disease and pox marks, and uh, you know their their weaponry has been tainted by the warp. Their yeah. armor is now turning a shade of green. Um, they are literally not even recognizable mm. to how they were when they entered the warp. Yeah. Um, so they they basically and they do come out of the warp at this point, um, but obviously as part part of the seizure terror, they're on the losing side, unfortunately yeah. for them. Um, and this is quite interesting because at this point the Death Guard um, basically retreat, like obviously like the other legions do, mm. but they retreat generally as a whole as well because obviously oh, yeah. a lot of the other legions are completely split apart. But, yeah. And this is a key thing with the with the Death Guard, even to the current law as of today, mm. they're very. Uh, well, compared to others, they're quite together. You yeah, know, they are split up, but they are still, you know, they're they're quite a whole legion mm, compared, yeah. you know, compared to ones like the Emperor's Children, yeah. where all over the place yeah. and and lacking in numbers. Well, so, it, you know, he Mortarian does what you would expect him to do at this mm, point. Yeah, it, it's Mortarian's training. Like every soldier has to be self sufficient, has to have basic equipment and knowledge of what's going on. And like again, part of the, part of their strategy is if all the commanders die, you still know exactly what to do. So. <laughs> yes. It, it kind of makes sense. Yes. They made the most ordered retreat because they know, like, okay, I guess we got a retreat now. We've lost this battle, so everyone group up together, drive in this direction, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They've already got all that sorted out. <laughs> they're just they're just organized on a different tier to a lot of the other legions when it comes to, like overall tactics. It feels like, yeah. Which I think, weirdly enough, modern day or modern day law for these, it gives them their strength. I think that's why they're <laughs> such a prominent legion compared to all the others. Yeah. Um, the fact that they have remained as a solid unit, mm. and that's why they're you know so troublesome compared to some of the other legions, which are you know sort of doing bits here and there throughout the galaxy, but not yeah. making as much of an impact. Whereas yeah. Death Guard are properly making an impact. Well, um, they're making so, an impact after 10,000 years of not doing that much. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. They've been, they've been chilling. Sorry. Yeah. They have been chilling for 10,000 well, years. I mean, like, um, they've been doing stuff. Like they've been getting organized. <laughs> Botarian designed like four kinds of new vehicle. <laughs> he also went and found his father's what, soul. You know, he was busy. That's what, 
<laughs> and that's why we've got the uh, the tally men there. Yeah. <laughs> they're actually just admin workers that were <laughs> that were made like they're sorting out sorting out stock and things like that. Mr. Motarian, <laughs> we need another type three axle for the for the for the plague bus crawler. <laughs> the last one rotted right through. Oh. <laughs> take it, take it out of petty cash. Uh, <laughs> oh dear! Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So now with the Death Guard at this point, they they're they're sort of conflicted again because mm. they obviously a lot of them have embraced what's happened to them, whereas a lot of them are very ashamed yeah. from the fact that they've had to be put in this situation mm. and now plague marines. Yeah. And that's actually has a knock on effect of how they fight and how and their sort of drive because now they're focused on destroying and causing as much chaos, not just mm. because they're tainted by Nurgle, but a lot of them because they're so ashamed of and they feel they're such a such a low level. Mm compared to others, that they want to bring everyone else down to their level, yeah. <laughs> which is quite a, a cool way of uh, of doing things. So, yeah, they're they're pretty messed up now. <laughs> yeah, they, they're, not, they're uh, not doing so hard. <laughs> no, in that regard. They're sort of very, you know, as, as, as organised as they are, they're sort of very conflicted. Mm. I suppose in the way, like when we touched upon the, the Thousand Sons as well, mm. you know, where they were very conflicted, legion in their own way they're not like the emperor's children or the uh, yeah. the world eaters who are very very focused on what they're doing um you know so so there's part of them that are are evil or on the side of chaos mm. but they're sort of feeling like oh we didn't really have to yeah. <laughs> we've sort of well, we've been uh, you know our hand has been forced yeah, they didn't sign up for chaos they signed it up for traitorism like yeah, yeah. We'll turn on the imperium <laughs> we weren't into this whole disease and psychic powers thing that we've got, that we're forced yeah. to have going on now <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in the small print. <laughs> so basically, now post heresy, um, the le- like I said, the legion is fairly whole, but it is still split up. It's in, and this is where you see the ver- um, a lot of focus yeah. on the number seven, which is Nurgle's <laughs> favourite number, and, and mine as yeah. well. That's what's something I share with Nurgle. And so he, you know, so you've got a situation where like their their legion is is made up of plague legions of seven plague yeah. le- uh, sorry my plague legion plague yeah. companies i should say um and then they're you know all the units like to be in seven yeah. um there's times where there was four hundred ninety thousand um a thousand le- uh, yeah. legionnaires you know I which mean, were you know because again it's divisible that's, that's by seven a big thing like um a lot of the other legions like it's been ten thousand years most of the other legions are at the strength they were during the heresy or lower the Death Guard are flourishing. <laughs> there are so many of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And and it's and like you said earlier, that for 10,000 years, they haven't really been doing yeah. that much compared to some of the others. And forces, it's only really, especially with more... <laughs> yeah, which... which Makes sense, you know. They are they've they they've been active, but not yeah. as such, not yeah. as a whole. They're sort of then, um, and this is what's and now with the Great Rift as part of the you know current law. This has brought Mortarian back out to the mm. forefront. Now he's like, oh, yeah, I better I better start doing stuff now, um, you know. And this is where you get like the Plague Wars, which is happening in Ultramar yeah. and things like that. Um, uh, but yeah, as a whole, then you know this is now the current day Death Guard. Um, they're still, in a lot of cases, still using their Mark III power armor, which they used back in the Great yeah. Crusade, um, because it's it's very resilient, like they want. Um, and also, the, I think it's quite, uh, from what you described, it's quite highly customizable mm. as well, um, which is what they like. Um, but now they're very 
I know they were before, but they're now very focused on short range yeah. fighting now. They're all about just getting shot to pieces, but <laughs> <laughs> brushing everything off because of the, the power that oh, yeah. was given them and just getting yeah. stuck in and spreading pestilence and disease to everywhere in the galaxy they they possibly can. Yep. So that's, yeah. Um, so what we'll do is we'll just finish up with the their sort of prominent yep. units as of now, um, which is... It's got a common. It's got a mm. common theme. <laughs> I'll give you that. It's uh, <laughs> it's all about disease and, yeah, and the spreading yeah. of it. But uh, they they have some really cool cool units. Um, oh yeah. Do you want to start with the the Death Stride? Yeah. Let me just find the page. <laughs> White Lord Terminators. No, no, not then. There we go. Death Stride Terminators. So <laughs> these uh, these were actually around before the Heresy as well. These are Motarians' mm-hmm. personal bodyguards, or they were at least. They're not quite that now. Um, they're much bigger than your normal Terminator because they are all swollen up with that good, good Nurgle power. Um, (laughs) well, they are, um, they are, they are very scary because they are all armed with these enormous two-handed power sides, which very, like, in theme with the rest of Mortarian's stuff, I guess. But, you know, they were his bodyguards for the longest time. There were always seven of them within 49 paces of Mortarian, because mm-hmm. seven times seven. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now they're, now they're more like his secret police. Like, he sends them out to important figures in the Death Guard who need bodyguarding, but they're always watching. <laughs> and yes. afterwards, if you didn't do so well, they might just kill you on the spot. Uh Yes. Yeah, they got they to me they they've got similarities to the Adeptus Custodes in mm. their own way. Like so, yeah. they're they're bodyguards, like they're bodyguards of the Emperor, but you know they get involved with seeing, yeah. you know making sure they're they're fully aware of what's going on. Uh, another key thing is that they've got unknown identities as well. Yeah, no only one knows. only Mortarian knows who they are. Mm. Yeah, they're they're properly. Yeah, you don't know who they are. They, mm. you can't even see their faces. They're just, like I said, they're the, like you said, the secret police yeah, <laughs> of the Death Guard, uh, which has a really cool rule associated. If uh, they're within three inches of a Death Guard character who's not Mortarian, uh, that character gets an extra attack because they want to look good. <laughs> yeah, which, which is, makes perfect sense. Which is pretty yeah. cool. Thick. And they're, and they're awesome looking miniatures as oh, well. Oh, they're incredible as always. minis. <laughs> they're, they are so huge. Like, the Blight Lord Terminator minis are already much bigger than Space Marine Terminators. And the Death Shroud are, like, another level above that in terms of sheer size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right. Uh, next unit we've got, which is one of the older ones. Mm. Um, I don't think... Are they... Are re- I don't think these are still going as uh, such. They, I are, this is actually... they are what became the Blight Lord Terminators, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll sort of cover them both at the same time then. Yeah. So you've got so back uh, pre pre plague, mm. we'll call it. Um, the they had the Grave Wardens, which are basically the uh, chemical weaponed Terminators yeah. of the uh, yeah. the Death Guard. Um, like I said, like normal Terminators, but they said they use chemical weaponry. They like Cameron just said, they mm. then become the Blight Lord Terminators, which again have a similar theme, um, using obviously Terminator armor, but they're armed with uh, Blight Launchers and Plague Spewers. So mm. again, you know, spreading pestilence. Again, another common theme that we're going to see with all the weaponry yeah. here. Um, so, um, and obviously, if you could, and you've also got to try and comprehend how tough these guys are. If you think the normal Plague Marines are so tough, you can imagine how tough the Blight Lord <laughs> Terminators are. They just, they are they absolutely are solid. They really, do not go down easily. Someone was crunching the numbers forever ago on, I think it was the Death Guard subreddit, but, um, what was this, like, 
they can take several hundred lasgun shots each without going down. <laughs> it's, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it feels yeah. like that. And that ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Uh, next one. Um, Cameron, do you want to talk about the Lord of Contagion? Yeah, Lord of Contagion. Everyone's favorite unit to not always take. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Uh, I mean, so so they, they're sort of the Nurgle-specific Chaos Lord for um the Death Guard. Yes, they are. Which, I mm-hmm. mean, just as an aside, the I feel the Chaos Lords and Sorcerers for the Death Guard should either have access to the basic Chaos Space Marine stuff, or they should have Disgusting Resilient and Toughness 5, but that's just my pinch of salt about this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with yeah. you. Um, but anyway, yeah, the Lord of Contagion is basically, it's a Chaos Lord in Cataphracty Terminator armor, so he's big, he's heavy, he is incredibly slow, um, <laughs> but he is armed with the nastiest axe you've ever seen, which is just a big axe with a chunk taken out of the middle of the blade and three little circular saws put in there. Um, and it is a monstrous weapon as well. It's AP negative three and a flat three damage uh, yeah, at strength nasty. six on a Lord of Contagion as well, which is... Oh. Uh, but the, yeah, but these guys sort of have this, just this aura of disease. They're so filled with it that it literally surrounds them and any death guard near them. So they also dish out a bunch of mortal wounds to anyone close to them and anyone close to anyone close to them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, they're all over the place. They're really yeah, great. I was gonna, uh, they're meant to be exactly, and different that, levels of them. I was going to say. Is yeah. What... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Karen. No, you, you talk about the uh, different levels of lords. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you've got... Oh, actually, where are they? Uh, <laughs> I can't see it. No, no, you, you... Page 30? <laughs> Lords of the Death Guard. So, so it's unprepared. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you, have uh, Lord, yeah. you have Lords of Contagion, which are the most aggressive and belligerent. Uh, there are also mm-hmm. Lords of Poxes and Lords of Virulence, which are in, like, the second last paragraph, yep. if you want to... <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so by comparison, yeah, the Lords of the Poxes favour the spreading of airborne miasmas and the merciless attritional erosion of the enemy, while the Lords of Villarance uh, are masters of mass bombardment, hammering their enemies with heavy firepower and decimating their ranks in the manner of a lethal infection laying its victim low. I think it's really cool, actually, that they've got yeah. you know these slight variations in them as well, yeah. so actually just giving them what, a bit of depth. Yeah, what I would love to see in future because i feel like aether is going to be around for a long time yes i agree of such a streamlined and like workable set of rules uh i would love to see an update to the death guard where we get different kinds of lords so we've got the lord of contagion right now i would love yeah. to see lord of pox focusing on aura buffs rather than them being a beat stick themselves and uh, <laughs> yeah which they are and then the lord of virulence being like a ranged version where they favor things like blight launchers and stuff like that would be really cool yeah, because I think as well is it would give a lot of flexibility to um, the Death Guard at the moment because because mm. you know I, I mean again we know, I know we're not talking about competitive gaming but they're <laughs> sort of a middle ground I think for a lot of people that they're yeah. not you yeah. know they're not top tier um, but you know they're not down the bottom either and I think just having a yeah. bit of flexibility in there would go would go a long way actually so um, yeah hope fingers crossed um, right uh, <laughs> next one is the Noxious Blightbringer um, yeah. So basically, this is one of the the herald, the the standard bearer of the uh, Death Guard, if you want to call it that way. Uh, except for instead of a big uh, banner, they've got a big bell, <laughs> yeah. uh, which they uh, basically use to disrupt the the physical side of the enemy and also drop uh, 
disrupt the yeah. soul of the enemies as well which is really cool. So you imagine that they're, they're beating, you've got this, um, this huge bell. I love the, the actual miniature and the artwork oh, yeah. on them as well, because the fact you've it's got the amazing. bell just above the uh, backpack mm. as well, sort of hanging over, and you've got the little uh, Nurgling sort of, you know, on its shoulder as well. It's, it's brilliant. It's such mm. a really cool unit, actually. I, I oh, like yeah. the fact that they've decided to give them a standard bearer, but not just, like I said, do the norm. They've actually made it yeah. where... Yeah. It's um and also I think it's it's quite good actually the fact that it's not all about pestilence and disease with this unit as well. I mean mm. y- yes, obviously they they naturally come with pestilence and disease, but it's about you know it's almost borrowing onto the uh, Emperor's children with their noise marines because they're basically using you know yeah. sonic <laughs> weaponry of a sort really yeah. with these, which is really yeah. cool. And in the um the Dark Imperium novel you really get a feel of how effective like in the tabletop you know it's like the negative one leadership bubble hooray it's actually quite useful <laughs> but then in the dark imperium it's like no this is like a single room a big cathedral and it's like there's a whole bunch of primaris marines doing nothing but clutching their heads because they yeah. can't hear <laughs> over yeah. this yeah. exactly and it, it takes a very good primaris marine to take it down as well yeah good old feel and it. um I think that I think there's a great opportunity for like a narrative playstyle game here as well because in their little lore page, uh, they talk about Lord Gothax the Morose, who is renowned for ensuring that he always brings seven Blightbringers as a retinue at all times. <laughs> so just like a Lord of Contagion and seven Blightbringers to go, come on, hurry up! We know you have your advanced roles, but you can at least get a good number, <laughs> please. I, I think as well, you could do quite a cool little um, battle where. It mm. didn't even have to involve Death Guard as such, but you could have it where, uh, like, in the centre of, of your scenery, you've got, I don't know, a, an extra powerful Blightbringer who's got an extra yeah. powerful yeah. bell. And literally, you know, you 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 know, you have, could have two or m- more forces fighting over and literally almost, like, mm. creates, like, a bit of a dead zone in the middle where if yeah. you get too close to it, it literally just, you know, causes massive disruption for your army. Yeah. And, and okay. obviously the first one to win is the one to kill it or something. You can, you know, so yeah, you could yeah. come up with some really cool little scenarios with these. I've got a, I've uh, got a really good bit for that from the Blight Kings, actually. Because their ah. musician has an enormous staff with a giant bell on the end. Ah. Um, so it's like a handheld version of the backpack one that the actual yeah. Blightbringer has. That sounds awesome. Might, might make a second Blightbringer out of the Do Blight it. Lords. <laughs> Do <laughs> it. Blight Lords. Blight Kings. Good lord. <laughs> it's just a lot of Blight. Um, There's so much. Right. So much right. Uh, who's next? So we got the... Uh, right, if Busters. Yes. Go for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so these are the Nurgle-specific sorcerers. Again, um, the basic Chaos Space Marine sorcerers in the book for some reason, even though they don't have Toughness 5 or Disgustingly Resilient and can only take the Nurgle discipline anyway, but whatever. You want Plague Casters anyway. They're much better because every time you roll a 7 or more on a Psychic Test, uh, you also deal an additional Mortal Wound to the closest person within, like, 7 inches, which is cool. <laughs> so, like, you know, again, it's playing into Nurgle, like, 7. Yes. Uh, um, but they're pretty cool. Uh, the model is interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of work in my opinion, but it's still nice. Uh, but yeah, they have these sort of these curling wooden staffs representing Nurgle's holy trilobe and things like that. Yep. And they just blow all this disease out in these cones everywhere. They're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's what I like about all these characters that they're taking the base standard models mm. like, you know, standard bearers, casters and they're just making yeah. it their own version you know again i know there's that common theme of, of disease and pestilence but i think mm. it just works <laughs> if i'm being honest <laughs> um 
Right, so next one is the Tally Men, which are a very yeah. <laughs> odd uh, unit. <laughs> uh, basically, the Tally Men um, are, a, well, I suppose they are like a support class unit. Um, yeah. Who basically come to battle uh, with abacuses, <laughs> scribes, <laughs> uh, and basically... Board. Clipboard, yeah. Uh, it's all about health and safety with these guys. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> basically, they're there to to count things as as the battles are happening. They're mm. counting the bullets. They're counting the wounds inflicted on the enemies mm. or even their own troops. Um, and it's yeah. all about, as we've said multiple times, it's all about the number seven. And basically... Yeah that by counting the number seven as much as possible in all these different ways, it's basically empowering the troops yeah. and other, you know, the death guard around them, which is, is. is awesome. It's just such a cool way. That just, they're doing. Like, <laughs> just trust Mortarion of all people to weaponize mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a fair point. Um, but yeah. there's, uh, there's a record. Actually, there's a, I, I've seen it. I've got it ready to read at some point. There's a, mm. there's a tally man, a uh, short novel in the Black oh, Library really? as well. Yeah, oh, awesome. you know, I I don't think it's particularly long, but it's one of those where I think when I get around mm. to it, I'll read it because I imagine that'd be quite amusing in some way. It'll be it'll probably provide yeah. a bit of insight. Yeah. Uh, in and it's just great that they're like they're counting woe, like, you know, yeah. shells expended. It's it's just anything, mm. anything they can they can. Yeah. They're sort of in the background, but it's yeah. yeah I just think they're such a really cool it's, little unit. Yeah, there's also like a tiny hint to their importance in the last paragraph, which is Mortarion gave them the code to the worst weapons. <laughs> then, you know, you guys are right. If if anyone comes asking for this, say no. <laughs> yeah, I'm Mortarion. I'm a living plague. I'm saying this stuff is too bad to put out. There. <laughs> yeah, so you, you guys you, are trusted. <laughs> yeah, you get the code. You, you I mean, seven seven seven. You could have guessed, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my it's not my birthday <laughs> oh dear, they're great um yeah, right um right next is the mm. uh what's the pu- uh putrefier surgeon oh putrefier. Mm. yes you're actually right yes Pardon. yeah <laughs> i got it wrong uh, do you want to go yeah do you want to go for that one ah uh, yeah why not uh so these are these are <laughs> These guys are really cool because they're kind of those tinkering alchemist types. You know, they're always yes. mixing something up. Um, they just have these hanging racks of all these different volatile substances all over their back. Um, and they're just factories for disease. They're like, you know, got to make sure this particular virus is perfectly healthy. Yes, good virus. Um, they are they are really great in game because they make your grenades ridiculous. <laughs> um the- yeah. I was going to say, have you actually read about the grenades as well? Oh, I've read people talking about the tournament at Adepticon. It's like, I brought one and um, I wiped out a knight with a bunch of grenades. <laughs> yeah, they can be lethal because they use blight yeah. grenades. But also, have you have you actually read about what what they what they are? The blight grenades. Basically, the the, mm. the blight grenades are the heads yeah, of yeah. Nurgle's sort of foes that have been basically, you know, where they've where the brain would be. They've put like mm. fluid. They've, it's basically like a concoction where they put like bit of fluid, mm. bit of disease, bit of gas, yeah. put it into like an airtight, watertight shell, <laughs> and then it explodes. And like literally, yeah. they're chucking heads at people. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great, amazing. <laughs> And um, pairs up, pairs up really, really nicely with that one Death Guard stratagem where everyone in the unit can throw a grenade. Mm, uh, yes. Because because what it does is it makes your grenades plus one strength, plus one damage. So they're, you know, they're strength four, damage two, 
and on a six to wound, they inflict an extra mortal wound as well. And if you've got you've got a you have ten plague, that's ten d six grenade shots going off. It's just a lot <laughs> yeah. of a lot of bang for your buck with the putrefiers. <laughs> Indeedy, and uh, they've got the um, the so the oculobes as mm. well as part of their yeah. um yeah. So basically, it's their their eyewear <laughs> as part of their armor. It's um, basically it, it's creepy as well because basically they use these oculobes um, where basically they can watch the disease spread through the body mm. of their victims. Yeah. So while they're chucking these grenades about, they're almost they're doing field notes yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Going, oh, that that one worked. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I, I like them. I think they're really cool, and, and the miniature looks really cool as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, we right. Uh, next surgeon. one. Yeah. Plague surgeon, um, yeah. which are basically the former apothecaries also, of. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, of all of all the legions, of course, the Death Guard kept their apothecaries. <laughs> 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 True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're the former apothecaries. And um, they're the reason there are so many dang plague marines. <laughs> because yes. they just keep stealing gene seed from actual space marines and going, oh, we'll make some more plague marines now. Thank you. Very good. On we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's a, obviously a, a sense of irony with these because obviously mm. they're, form, they're there to heal, but they're oh, yeah. basically now spreading more disease and pestilence and mm. covered in pus and yeah. and uh, everything else you can imagine. Mm. Um, yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, so, the right. Demons. So that's the main sort of the demons. Yes. Of course, you can't not have demons. Um, have demons. So, yeah, they've. I mean, the main sort of two that you'd see as part of an Urgle force, apart from the obvious ones, is obviously the first one is plague bearers. Yeah, they've been around for Fantastic. a long time. They're obviously the iconic uh, ones of Nurgle, which is you know where they they got one eye, got one horn eye in their head. <laughs> yep, exactly. There. I mean, and, and they share similarities with the Plague Marines, where they, you know, they can take a they can take a battery, oh, yeah. <laughs> just like just like the Plague yeah, Marines. They can also dish one out. Uh, <laughs> mm, absolutely. Like I, I've seen Death Guard lists with a Nurgle Demons detachment, where the demons are the anti tank because of the way you can stack mm. damage on the basic Plague Bearer attacks. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, they're really cool. Um, and then you've got the pox walkers, yep. um, or, or the pox workers, as you said once. <laughs> yeah, I know. I um, know. <laughs> <laughs> which I, which I always, always see every time I read them, like yeah. the pox workers, oh, their shirt and ties. Um, <laughs> so the, these are basically the, the zombies yeah, are the, yeah. the walking dead of, uh, of 40 K. They've been infected by the walking pox. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's quite cool about them from the law point of view is that the, the victims mm-hmm. actually are still the mind is still trapped yeah. inside, so they actually, they're not a brainless zombie no. as such. They they actually know what's happened to them. They just can't resist it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and these basically get used as uh, cannon fodder, <laughs> as uh, again, as we see in the yep. Dark Imperium novel yep. as well. They're quite prominent in that as well. So, yeah, yeah. And, they're, and they're interesting to paint as oh, well. Yeah. You know, you've got the, the, the miniatures are really cool. They're, they're good minis, but um, there's just so many... Goddamn details! Like, like I was talking about, I I <laughs> I painted them in a flat batch of ten because I had ten pox walkers, and I'm yeah. still looking at them like, wait, no, I missed that. I gotta fix that. <laughs> they just they, they they fit a lot of stuff onto them, which is great. They're fantastic little minis. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Then right. So I think the last bit now is the uh, the vehicles. I mean, we, again, 
yeah. yeah absolutely because um, i mean this obviously we could talk about predators and rhinos and things like that and there's uh, no point really we know those yeah. uh right so uh we got the uh bloat drone the uh fluted yeah. bloat drone which is basically like an armored fly <laughs> yeah <laughs> buzzing around nice. with on the little propellers <laughs> uh yeah. one thing you will th- will say about these uh vehicles is that they they are really mm. cute i know we we're talking about the uh yeah. the blight hauler earlier but there's just something f- quite amusing about these but then that's yeah to me that's nurgle and nurgle is quite yeah. an amusing yeah. uh of the gods. yeah you know he <laughs> doesn't take things seriously um yeah. so yeah these bloat drones are yeah like i said armored looking fly <laughs> creatures with basically armed with plague spitters so spitting uh disease and pestilence as always yeah. Yeah. um and they're it, it's funny when you, they get described they get described as they they hover around lazily <laughs> so mm. they're not they're not nippy things they're just there yeah. just i think they're there to harass aren't they in support they're not a, yeah. a damaging unit they're just there just yeah. to yeah well, they're, irritate they're pretty good if, you, mm-hmm. if you've got them with two plague spitters they're doing a lot of automatic hitting attacks um you can also make them close combat because some yeah. of them just can't be trusted with guns. Uh, so they give them a giant lawnmower instead. Uh, <laughs> which uh. is cheaper points wise and also makes them really good at melee combat. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're sort of your harassment unit. Again, it says they fly around lazily. These things are fast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's just what death, the law says. By death guard standards. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because they're believed to be like, based on one of the Voltarak Stratos Automata, so one of the AI-controlled uh, things the Adeptus Mechanicus had during the Horus Heresy. Mm. Yeah, and it's just corrupted and filled with a demon, obviously, as you do. Which, which is quite cool, because obviously Mortarion didn't really believe in that side of things as well, as well as not believing mm. in, like, Psychers and things. He, he wasn't a fan of the um, Adeptus Mechanicus either, really. Yeah. He liked doing yeah. things himself. He didn't like where he's mm. having to rely on them. So it, it's almost like a middle finger to the Adeptus Mechanicus, isn't it, really? Fuck you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> We're yeah. going to do it our way. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then off the back of that, you've got the uh, Blight Hauler, which, um, yep. as Cameron described, you bought one earlier. Uh, that's um, so cute. That's so cute. <laughs> so cute. Like, even, even, even the artwork where they're, like, rolling around as these evil destruction spewing things they've got those little mouths they've got their front wheels and makes them look like they're just <laughs> crawling for i mean they, they look like they're got it's it, not to be weird but it's like a baby just crawling with just the front legs almost like is the kind of overall shape it feels like it's, the, it's this yeah. big head with this big mouth and it's go, just going crawling its way forwards I, th- I just think the designs on these are great. They're so unique, mm. aren't they? They just sort of oh, make yeah. such a difference to... I mean, again, don't get me wrong, rhinos, predators, and all the other types of vehicles are always oh, yeah. cool, but they just yeah. got such something different about them. You know, they, mm. they just look so unique. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so we've got the yeah the Blight Hauler, which, like I said, is a grounded version of the drone, yeah. basically, uh, armed really with multi-melters and, and missile <laughs> launchers. Yeah, they're sort of your anti-tank, but they're also infantry support. Uh, mm-hmm. because the reason they have those big mouths is as they crawl along the battlefield, uh, they eat literally everything and they turn it <laughs> yeah. into this cloud of like, it's a mix of gas and smoke and wet ash that is just blanketing everything. And it gives you cover <laughs> if you're yeah. marching through it, uh, which is fantastic because, Hey, my plague Marine squad is in the open. They have a two plus armor safe. It turns them into little terminators, which is yeah, great. Basically. <laughs> I think it's, again, it just gels so well. 
I really mm. do. I do like them. Yeah. Um, right. And then the last one to finish off with is yep, the yep. Plague Burst Crawler, which is basically yep. uh, the Death Guard Siege Tank, which yep. look really cool as well. They're basically armed with rams and uh, Plague Burst Mortars. Again, yep. another, it's, a, it's another uh, middle finger to the Mechanicus as well <laughs> and the Imperium, because, again, they were inspired by what the Imperium had. I was... Uh, yeah. yeah, so basically Mort- Mortarian just was like, nope, I'm going to do my own version, thank you. And yeah. it's going to be bigger and better than yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which it is. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, um, they're, so they're, they're really interesting cool. Because like, they feel like they're meant to be an artillery unit because they've got a big artillery gun. You know, it can shoot mm-hmm. things it can't see. It's got a minimum yep. range that you have to be like 12 inches away from the target or whatever. People aren't playing them like that. <laughs> they're slapping two plague spitters on them because plague spitters, plague spitters don't have a set strength. They scale off the model strength, which yep. are pretty high on a plague burst crawl. It's like strength eight. And then they just send them as far forward as they can. It's like, we've put three in the front. They're blocking line of sight to everything behind them. And they're each doing 2d6 strength eight auto hits a turn to anything within nine inches. Nice. <laughs> they're really good like that. Um, and they're tough. Because these are all demon engines. They've all got like a three-up armor save, a five-up mm, five yeah. invuln. And disgustingly resilient. They're ridiculously tough. <laughs> <laughs> These things take so much work to put down. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much all the main units of the Death Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much our summary of the Death Guard as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's just give you everyone cool. a bit of an overview of where <laughs> they started and where they're ending up at the moment. Like I said, I'm really glad that they've pushed them in 8th edition. I think that um, of all the main, well, I suppose let's say the main four traitor legions, you know, Thousand Sons, World Eaters, Empress Children, and Death Guard, um, it's, I've always felt that they were slightly neglected, you know, for quite quite a few years. They were just like, oh yeah, they're just Nurgle's lot. Yeah, they're just Plague Marines. But (laughs) I mean, the level of, sort of complexity and level of mm. a the miniatures and b the lore i just think they've just done they've really knocked it out of the park with these yeah i, yeah. I think they're such a cool they unit, and i think fantastic. and i what and, and so what i've noticed as well is for a lot of people that uh they're sort of looking at the death card but like no I'm, i don't i'm not going to collect them they they can still fully appreciate how cool they are mm. you know that yeah. you know they're like, and which is always to me a sign of a good army and a good oh, yeah. release of miniatures yeah. if uh you know neutrals again it's similar to when we were talking about the uh when plastic sisters were mm. revealed where there's <laughs> lots of people going oh brilliant you know i'm not going to yeah. collect them but good for you you're gonna yeah, have them yeah. and i think that's how the what people have seen with the death guard i think no these look nice yeah <laughs> and yeah. and obviously especially with how well um the nurgle uh the maggot can um uh, mm. is it Magkin of nurgle yeah. and uh, age of sigmar is doing as well and there's like you said there's the fact you can cross over demons oh, you know yeah. that's you know you can go yeah. to town if, you, if, uh, yeah. if nurgle's your boy some of the best uh, in the game to be honest yeah, yeah, and that's why I can't wait to see what you do with your your Blight Kings. Oh, I'm looking so. forward. It's going to be a good week. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, right, yeah, so that's uh, the end of this lore topic. Um, so we're going like to take one final little break, uh, yeah. and then when we return, we're going to ask the question, who has the cooler lore, the Lizardmen of Warhammer Fantasy or the Seraphon of Age of Sigmar? Ooh. Ooh. Hello, welcome back to the final bit of the show, which we're going to bring it on home. Uh, so yep. we are going to ask the question in our discussion topic. Who has the cooler law? 
the Lizardman of Warhammer Fantasy, or the Seraphon of Age of Sigmar. Um, and you're thinking, what do you mean by cooler? Um, yeah, so <laughs> with this question, we basically, I know, obviously, the Lizardmen and the Seraphon are sort of one and the same thing, really, <laughs> as such. But mm. it, we thought, right, let's let's compare their sort of backgrounds and what they are, you know, sort of rather than sort of yeah. you know look at them as two different different entities, basically, um, and to see like you know were the Lizardmen the sort of cooler version or do we like the Seraphon more that have been released? Mm. So um, so yeah, so what we'll do is we'll discuss our reasons for the Lizardman, that we're going to discuss our reasons for the Seraphon, and then we're going to come to a conclusion, and you're going to take it as gospel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, not really. Um, right, okay, so let's 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 go back to the past. Let's start with the, the Lizardman yeah. of uh, Warhammer All Fantasy. Right. So uh, what's your first reason, Cameron? Uh, my first reason for the Lizardman is they feel much more rooted. So... Think back to the beautiful old world of Warhammer Fantasy. There was one place no one went. Not mm. because it was forbidden, but because you shouldn't ever go there because it's a horrible and awful place to live. <laughs> I'm talking, of course, about Lustria. Lustria. Which is roughly, roughly the equivalent to, like, the Amazon rainforest in the real yes. world. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but turned up to 11 and with a little <laughs> Australia mixed in for the <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> Um Yeah, no, it, it is a terrible place for people who are not lizard men to go, you know... If you're lucky, you're not killed 12 seconds in by some kind of giant wasp. Um, but if you do manage to explore Lustria properly, you'll start finding all these ancient temples seemingly abandoned. You know, there'll be these cities of gold and silver and dark stone. And you think, well, maybe I will take some treasure from this, actually. And treasure! And say, hey, I made it through Lustria. I lived. And the second you touch something, someone cuts off your head with a jade axe. <laughs> and that is that is Lizardmen. They are that sort of Maya Mayan Aztec Incan feeling, and they are in the correct place for that. They're in sort of Central South America, so they fit. They feel like they fit there, and it, it feels very well grounded to me. It's this it's this horrible, wonderful, bright and vibrant, sticky mess of a jungle, and you've got, of course, you've got Aztec styled. Giant blue lizard men roaming around, making sure strangers don't come in here, and most of all, fighting against chaos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they love fighting chaos. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point, yeah. actually. Yeah, um, I'm going to piggyback off the back of that one um, and say mm. that they ruled supreme before the men, elves, and the dwarves came along. Oh, yeah. So, like I said off, they, oh, yeah. you know, before any of these younger races as they uh, get referred to as <laughs> it's funny when you sort of thought the elves and dwarves as young races um but yeah basically the, yeah. these were these were the guys that were there at the start before any of these other people came along they you know they had mm. the world as their own um you know they they uh prayed and respected the old ones they you know they they just had it done they had this situation where they were in complete control mm. of things you know they um you know chaos, chaos wasn't even really a thing back in you know back in the the original days um they just you know they had so much control and power over it that that i think as time's gone on has almost been forgotten about really that um because obviously you know from an actual uh release point of view obviously the lizard men sort of came a fair bit after the other other races whereas yeah. you know to think that actually these 
you know, it's a bit like, I suppose, when you think about the Eldar in um, 40K, where, you know, they were, yeah. you know, they've been around for years. And, you know, in some cases, the, mm. the Necrons as well, or Necron tier. Um, you yeah. know, this is like the same version where it's like, you know, these, you know, don't underestimate these. These are, these, this race knows what they're doing. They've been around for so long. They've seen mm. it all. You know, it's not, you know, you've come to their town. <laughs> You're not, you know, they're not just, they're not just visitors <laughs> on the side because obviously they get seen as being yeah. quite alien-like. And yeah, they're, they're, mm. the, the men, the elves and dwarves, and other races you're you're the <laughs> the aliens really to them yeah, <laughs> because they yeah. were there before um and again like, like i said off what you said about them being you know deeply rooted that's i think that gets forgotten about mm. so um yeah so uh any what's your next yeah, reason yeah. for the lizard men um they are really cool contrast wise like not not even like the way they played uh, in Warhammer Fantasy, because they play, they play like many other armies Warhammer Fantasy did. You know, you made your blocks of infantry and your big supporting monsters, but I'm talking from like a biological standpoint, they feel really distinct. And from like a societal standpoint, they feel really distinct. Because you've got all the other societies and races in Warhammer Fantasy, you've got men's, your elves, your dwarves, mm-hmm. your orcs and goblins, you know, all various things. They all, they all kind of live in fairly the same social hierarchy. You know, there's someone at the top. They have some underlings, and then there's the rest of you. And there's someone on top. They have some underlings. There's the rest of you. Mm. And then along come the lizard men. First off, they're lizard people. They are entirely different. Um, they don't breed. They just pop out of these pools, these sacred pools in the temple, as they are needed. Like, oh, we need more basic croxagore today. Well, guess what? Just so happened, three of them were born yesterday, just <laughs> yeah, in time. Yeah. Raise the old ones. Yeah. Um, they have that. They have that feel compared to all them. That they feel genetically engineered, which. They probably were mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in old fantasy lore. Yep. Um, and with that social hierarchy, sure, you have the slan right up at the top, right? Mm-hmm. He's the one in charge. This big frog's in charge. No, no, no. He does nothing. All he does is he looks at the stars and thinks. And once every couple hundred years, he says, go there and kill everything. <laughs> yeah. And that is, that is how their society operates. No one talks to each other if they don't have to. Every level of society operates independently of every other level mm-hmm. until the guy who is the the sort of the medium, the intermediary between them and the actual top, which is the old ones, says, go there and fix that problem. And then they just go back to doing everything normally immediately after that. You know, they'll go, they'll wipe out, say, a, a town in the Empire that started a chaos mm. cult. And then they'll just walk back to Lustria and go, okay, back to doing what we're doing, <laughs> guarding the ancient temples, <laughs> farming the swamps. <laughs> do ba do ba do Just carry on. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, it is again that, that alien different feeling. Yeah. Like they're described as literally thinking significantly differently to all the other races. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, sort of going off the back of that, they, they, what's quite cool about them is the fact that they, there's sort of parts of their history where, especially when they were getting used to the younger races, they would let them into Lustria mm. to actually just, just to view, you know, to see what they get up to. Yeah. And that's, a, it's yeah. that sort of confidence where they're like, they're not, as soon as, you know, like say some, you know, high elves or dark elves just wander into Lustria mm. rather than immediately just like, I'm going to kill them straight away. They're like, no, let's just see what they do. Yeah. It's fine. We've got it. We've got this. Yeah. Don't worry. They're not going to call. This might be part of the plan. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> we'll, we'll do this. Don't, you know, just see, they're not, they're not innately <laughs> destructive, which is quite cool. They're actually, no. they don't, no. they're not there just to kill everyone just for the sake of killing everyone that's what chaos do and and some of the other races it's it's they're there to only if it makes sense and sort of again not going off the back of that 
one of the coolest men things I liked is the fact that they believe the world is theirs. They they sort of they've got that yeah. sim- like it's almost like a, a slightly ordered version of the, what the dark elves because obviously the dark elves believe that apart from obviously taking out the high elves, the dark elves believed that mm. the old world was theirs. Like what, what are you doing? Yeah. This is our world. Yeah. <laughs> You're just in the way, um, and that's sort of what the lizard men have as well. But they have this sort of odd sort of slight contradiction where they're there to restore order um or that's their belief but they will happily take out other races if it gets in the way yeah so they're sort of they yeah. they are good in the sense you know in that good versus evil um <laughs> gray spectrum that we talk about <laughs> but you know it's cool that they like i said they want to take out the bad guys or in quote marks but they're like, mm, yeah. get in our way. We're going to take you out as well. Because ultimately, you're just, and you know, once we're done with chaos, we're going to get the rest of you out of the way. Because again, this is our world. Yeah. We own this, um, which I think is, you know, fantastic. I mean, that's that's what the the Saurus uh, were created for. Mm. I love, you know, I love the yeah. fact that their their sort of hierarchy, like you mentioned, the Slan at the top, and then obviously you got the the Skinks, mm. and then you got the Saurus. They were actually c- created to kill other races that is their own purpose mm. they're not yep. there just for defense they're there to go out and you know rid the world of these races that are sort of taking part of their their world which i think is fantastic yeah exactly yeah. again it's that thing it's like oh there's a lot of saurus spawning lately i guess we're meant to be going to war or something this week <laughs> <laughs> i mean actually talking of the um the the spawnings the birthing pools i like the fact that mm. that there's different ones around like around their cities and the fact that they've got different yeah. things coming out at different times but it feels like even though it sounds random it sounds like there's a there's a greater purpose with it like i said they're, they're yeah. almost breeding them but it's not random they're like right okay here we go there's you know because otherwise they would never yeah, work yeah. <laughs> if they were you know well yeah we've got too many skinks here <laughs> yeah. we need more and, saurus and, and that is that is that that is that alien thing about them. Like the lizard men in fantasy are not the ones controlling the spawning pools. They just tend them, you know, make sure it's clean, make sure people can come out of the spawning pool yeah. on time. But they have no idea what's going to come out. So it's like, it feels like someone, which are presumably an old one, tens of thousands of years ago, just wrote down this 10,000 year long plan of what they're going to need to do each day and what they're going to need to spawn mm. at what time to get that done and uh, yeah is that is that feeling of this perfectly ordered almost ant-like society where there's no interaction unless absolutely necessary because everything's already planned out yeah what do you need to talk about yeah (laughs) yeah no 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 middle ground there's no sort of no Mm. small talk it's just like just get it done you know that's all that matters really um Mm. which is pretty cool um another thing another point i was going to make in their favor is that there's some cool little elements in their background. Um, like, for example, there's a there's a uh, character they had called Lord Croak, mm. <laughs> which I think is great, Lord yep. Croak, yep. Uh, which obviously is a slan, <laughs> as you'd imagine by the name. Yeah. Um, and there's a bit where he literally gets killed. I think it's by a um, uh, by a greater demon or so, some sort of chaos yeah. um, creature. He, he, literally, is he gets killed by it, but his spirit is so strong um, that he literally his spirit decides. I'm going to fight on and like, and kills them yeah. and like literally blows up and kills all, all these mm. chaos and wipes out all the chaos around him. Yeah. It's, and, yeah. and then sort of going off the oh, back yeah. of that, I think it's their resilience that again, I know we're talking about, it's like we're talking about the death guard again. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. they stand the test of time. 
Ultimately, they oh, were yeah. the first race, and they're still there at the end. <laughs> you know, they, mm. they go, they've gone through. They go, you know, they, it's not easy because there's there's times where they're getting wiped out in their history. The slam yeah. again, especially when chaos appear, they're getting wiped out and they're getting brought to their knees at times. They they have to recoup themselves mm. quite a few times throughout their history. Um, and especially, especially when they're fighting the Skaven, they 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 have some massive yeah, fights yeah. with the Skaven, uh, especially uh, Clan Pestilence. But it, mm. it's it's great that they just they like so they're like no, we're still here, which I suppose is quite a contrast almost to the dinosaurs of you know of yeah, of, of real life now. You know where obviously <laughs> they they did get wiped out and it took a massive you yeah, know, yeah. but you know they would have carried on if if uh, you know what yeah, happened yeah. happened. So. Um, yeah. Have you got any any more reasons for the lizard man? Uh, no, okay. I mean, I, I, again, I like that resilience as well. Mm. But like, part of me feels like even when people invade Lustria, they no one knows how lizard men work because sure they let some elves in like five thousand years ago, but ever since one elf tried to take a trinket, they've just killed everyone who's ever come <laughs> yeah. into the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and like I can I can imagine an army moving into a city, wiping out literally every lizard man in there, and then just moving on. Like, yeah, we conquered that, and like <laughs> yeah. three weeks later, the spawning pools still haven't been touched. No one knows what that is. Like, they got a pool of water here. Guess it's their well or something. We're not going to bother with that. And you know, a bunch of saurus come out, pick up all the weapons off the ground, and just go. Well, I think that went that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, let's let's uh, let's come to the let's come to the present day now. Let's talk about the Seraphon yeah. of uh, Age of Sigma. So, um, right. So, what's mm. your um, first reason in favour of the Seraphon? Uh, I, I've mentioned it before during uh, some of our Malign Portents talk, but um, they came from the moon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, in Age of Sigma, the lizard men didn't really survive uh, the end times. No, they got wiped out along with basically everyone else. Uh, and so some of the slan made it though, <laughs> yep. in some form or another, and decided, you know what, the grounds for the ground is for all these idiots. <laughs> well, we know where it's at. We spent all these te- we spent ten thousand years looking at the sky. We're gonna go there, <laughs> and they just take they just take over this moon, which later call us cool and the bloodbound get to overtake. But mm-hmm. they take over this moon. There's just like cruising around in it. We've got all our saurus here. We've got all our skinks here. We've got all our slan here. It's pretty cool. Uh, so they're now space lizards, which I quite like. To be <laughs> yeah, what's cooler than that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. I. I just think the fact that, or sort of going off that, I think my sort of first reason is the fact that they're summoned by space magic and memories. Mm. I yeah. love yeah. that. I love the fact that there's slan that are going. Mm. Oh, do you remember him? There he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and literally, he comes into existence. It's brilliant. Mm. I, I, it sounds yeah. so sci-fi, but I don't dislike it. I think, again, remember, yeah. this is Age of Sigmar now. Though that rule book mm. is not that literal rule book is getting tore up now. You know, you, yeah. this is, yeah. we're past logic now. So they just literally can get, you know, spe- you know, they're using the power of the stars and the moon to put, you know, bring the Seraphon and their Saurus warriors mm. and their skinks into into the uh, the mortal realms. I love that. Yeah. I like yeah. I love the fact it's that really cool. the the more that the obviously the uh seraphon die, the fact that the memory gets weaker. So obviously yeah. if it yeah. you know so eventually obviously if the sl- and again it it shows with the slan as well that obviously as mm. per the lizard men the slan were you know so so important. Um they couldn't mm. really run really without them. And it's same with the seraphon 
because ultimately if a, if a if a slan dies then all that yeah. all those memories go with him <laughs> basically yeah. and and so does yeah. all that seraphon <laughs> as well mm. it's it's you know it's so i know it's a, a bit of a knife edge for them but it's i just love it i just love the fact that you can just literally just teleport or just summon <laughs> these Ser- yeah. you know, these big yeah. huge lizards and go right there we go mm. i remember him yeah yeah awesome absolutely awesome <laughs> um so yeah what's your next reason for seraphon um yeah um they are cooler than the biblical angels which they are the counterpart for um so <laughs> You, it's it's Age of Sigma. Obviously, you have your demons because everyone loves a good blood letter and loves a good demon or a plague mm-hmm. bearer or a blue horror. And you know th- those are interesting. They're fairly divergent from the general idea of a demon. And there's never been an angel equivalent because you know Warhammer Fantasy was all grim, dark, and all that. And I guess now we have the now we have the Stormcast Eternals, which fit the traditional angel look. But mm-hmm. the actual angels, the things that are like a demon but working for order. They're these big blue lizards that are being dreamed <laughs> into existence all over the place. Yes. Uh, I, I think it's really interesting. Like, the actual literal angels of the setting are just Aztec lizards that want to kill everything that's not like them and then go <laughs> yeah. back to being the dream of a frog god sitting in the sky. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. just a string of things that they are. <laughs> it's funny. I didn't think of it that way. You know, where they, they're literally yeah. the angels. They're, of... they're literally angels. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so Age of Sigmar as well. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, our an- oh, yeah. Here are our angels. Uh, they're lizard men. <laughs> it's just, no, you just wouldn't ever, th- you know, if, if someone was coming in that had no knowledge of Warhammer and Age of Sigmar, you just would never think yeah. this. Yeah. I, that's a really good point, actually. I didn't even think of that. Um, mm. Yeah. That is cool. Um, right. Uh, next reason for me is I just love how determined they are to destroy chaos. I like the fact oh, yeah. now that obviously they, they were like that when they were the lizard men of uh, fantasy, but let's be honest they were more focused on uh, well we'll take out chaos but we'll kill everyone else as well whereas now they're much much more focused um yeah they do team up with the other forces of order but they all they care about is taking out chaos they do not you know i mean so much so that they that is their one goal i i can imagine i could be wrong but i imagine if say hypothetically they managed to kill chaos which it's not going to happen, but if they did, no. that they would be fine. I think they were like they would just rest in peace. Then they were like, okay, we're done. Yeah. Now. I don't. I can't imagine them now going for the rest of the world. I don't think it's no. important enough yeah. for them now. They're so pissed off with chaos <laughs> and, and what they've done to the world that yeah. they like. That it's you know it, it, it's it's great because it sounds obvious this good versus evil, but it just it, I love it when it's such a focus. Mm. Right. Whereas the other yeah. or, the other forces of order are sort of like yeah you know we'll take on chaos because. Yeah, they're not cool. Um, they're not yeah. like us. But the, the you know the Seraphon are so yeah that is it. They don't care. Yeah, um, yeah. And I love that. It, I love um, it. In a in a setting filled with grey things, you know, you got the soul stealing Idenath, you got the heart eating daughters of Cain, all on the side of order. It's a it's a very grey world in Age of Sigma. The lizardmen are black and white. They're like very chaos much. bad. Everything else good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So what's your um, next reason? Uh oh, my brain stopped working for a second. That's my <laughs> reason. Um, there we go. Um, there, there it is. I remembered it. Um, they are good for the setting being able to link back to Warhammer Fantasy because they're a yes. legacy group. But um, what I'm saying is, we've talked about about the they're they're basically 
demons of order or these angels mm-hmm. and they are being dreamed into reality by a slan who remembers them mm-hmm. and this has allowed a beautiful new unit to exist for the Ideneth Deacon, which is the Eidolon of Mathlan, which is their big yep. Aquaman-looking guy. He's not an avatar. Mathlan is 100% dead. Slanesh, Slanesh ate him, devoured yes. him whole. Mm-hmm. And the Eidolon, Eidolon is something that you dream of, that you remember. It is literally, like, the, the fact that the Lizardmen in this state are beings of memory has allowed another cool new faction to have a fantastic-looking unit I'm sure will be very effective as well, but it's just they are dreaming, they are remembering the old gods. Yes. And it it's sort of the antithesis to, antithesis to my rooted in the setting point for Warhammer Fantasy Lizard Men because they were rooted, they were realistic and everything. This is Age of Sigma, nothing's that realistic. <laughs> no. But but because these exist, it's okay to make the logical leap to other other factions could remember something hard enough and bring it into being as a cool unit. Yeah, which has been done, which is awesome. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it also links in with um, the news that we covered last episode, where they're, you're mm. gonna, you're able to use units like from the Dark Elves that yeah. have um, yeah. you know that existed in the in the old world. I just think, mm. yeah, why not? Come on, let's yeah. let's not. Come on, man. Let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's chill here. here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all going hippified now. Like, yeah, let's come on. Let's uh, you know, let's do what we you know do it as we please, really. And that's that. I love mm. that. I think, yeah, why not? It, 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 you know, yeah. it's not it's not beyond things now. I, it's mm. I think the 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 emergence of the Seraphon have allowed the designers uh, behind Age of Sigma to actually unleash whatever they want now, as mm. long as they find yeah. a, a, a you know, I mean. As long as you find a reason for each thing that you think, yeah, okay, I can buy that. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. What, same with the Seraphon. Yeah. If they dream them into existence. Yeah. Why not? Nothing, mm. yeah, nothing exactly. stopping that. Yeah. So, no, I, I totally agree with that. Um, uh, right. My next one, which is sort of, uh, I'll, I'll combine a few because it's sort of one theme. I love the fact yeah. they just disappear after battle. They just, yeah, they just literally yeah. just go, oh, okay, we're gone now. And they literally just literally disappear. They don't sort of yeah. just trot off. They literally just evaporate into existence. They, I love that. And again, it's coming back to the focus thing where they, they come in, they kick, uh, chaos in the ass and then they like, right, job done. And then they just go back, you know, like they're, so they're not just hanging around to, yeah, you know, yeah. lay claim to the land. They're literally just in and out, um, mm. short troops. I love that. I think it just, again, it just brings that focus yeah. home. And it's just, I'd, and you could just imagine, especially if you were an order force that's teaming up with them, you know, just yeah, imagine them just sort of just evaporating. <laughs> they're like, um, hey guys, high five. Oh, oh, okay. Where did um, all the allies go? <laughs> thanks for leaving me hanging uh, with this high five um, you know it's it's, yeah. it's i think it's great it just it just because it, it goes nicely with how they're brought in because ultimately if they can be you know just summoned in like that then mm. that should be the way they go and again it ties in nicely with what happens with the the stormcast eternals when they die you know when they're mm. sort of their sort of soul like <laughs> goes back up into the sky for sigma to uh release them again um yeah, I think that's great. And I, I like the fact that they material... I, I think I was reading in the lore as well. They materialise from starlight. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. You know, they, they'll be like a bright light. Like, whoa, what's, what was that? Oh, oh, I can't see. And then they just appear. <laughs> I just think it's... it's I'm sorry. No, it's, it's awesome. Just, it, the image I immediately got in my head was the alien abduction image where there's suddenly a bright light. There's something in the <laughs> sky. Like the moon sweeps down. There's this bright yeah. light. All these yeah. lizards just appear. They're, they're the lizard people. Yeah. The reptilians. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I like that. That's great. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, I don't and, have anything else, so yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got, I've got, I've got a couple, but these All are the, sort of the smaller yeah. reasons. Yeah. Um, they're actually the possible children of um, uh, what's his name, the big lizard, uh, Dracothean. Oh, Dracothean, yeah. That's uh, cool. Draconian. Um, Didn't think of that. Yeah, he, they're, they're, this, this is a, this is a, uh, not concrete, but yeah, they're mm. they they're possible children of him because they. I think the theory is that obviously when. In between when, you know, Sigmar's in, in space walking around <laughs> before the mortal realms and obviously the, uh, Seraphon are in their spaceships. Um, yeah. he got, he guided them. You know, I think he basically, he, he mm. came across them mm. and sort of reached out to them and realized they were similar to him and then yeah. thought, Oh, okay. Like almost like, like a, ch- like a child, you know, go, Oh, these are one of me. Um, <laughs> and then guided them towards the mortal realms. So. That again, that's just a theory, supposedly. I mean, it's, it's in the battle time, I believe, um, which is really cool. Um, they can travel distances in a blink, basically. They can, you know, they can, uh, they, mm. and they're always ready. Again, it's yeah, the same yeah. lines as how they're summoned. Um, and obviously, uh, because of that, they don't need to use the realm gates as opposed mm. to some of the other forces. They can yeah. just come in. They're like, yep, in we come. We're ready to roll. Um, and another thing I, I read in the battle tome as well is that their actual blood can cleanse the ground from Nurgle. Oh, so there's this, there was this one, cool. there was this battle between, between them and, and the forces of Nurgle mm. where they, they took a beating, the Seraphon, mm. that can absolutely be in it. But, but the blood that came from, you know, from them literally, cle- you know, even when Nurgle disappeared, it cleansed the plague that was mm. affecting the ground, oh, that's cool. which is quite cool. So yeah. even their blood is anti-chaos. Yeah. <laughs> this is really cool. Mm. So, um, awesome. yeah, so that, that's my reasons for the Seraphon. So what's your conclusion, Cameron? Who's cooler, Lizardmen or oh, Seraphon? I mean, this is really difficult for me because I absolutely love the the pure Azteca jungle mystery thing. Like, as a side, I'm running Tomb of Annihilation in D&D, which is basically ah. that. Um, it's that same, it's, it's, it's a scary, nasty jungle with big old ruins all over the place. Uh, there's not as many lizard men running about. Um, but that, that kind of thing is so cool to me, but at the same time, they're just, they're literally just aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they fly, yeah. they fly yeah. around in their giant flying sphere. You know, they put bright, du- bright light down before they start invading everywhere. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to go with Warhammer Fantasy personally, just cause I love, right. I love them so much. They're so great like that. Right. But I cool. love the Age of Sigma ones too. <laughs> nice. Well, that's quite cool, actually, because I'm going to go the other way. Oh, I'm okay. going to vote Seraphon on this. That's quite cool, actually. I think it's the first time we've <laughs> we've uh, picked the opposite to each other. Um, yeah, I, again, I similar to you, I, I love the Lizardmen of uh, Fantasy. I think, mm. like I said, they're very underrated their law you know i think they often yeah. get forgotten about it which is a shame and i, li- I like their structure i like their ha- how they deal with the other races i think i'm going for seraphon mm. um because i think of the the sort of sci-fi aspect of how they work because i like that sort of thing i love the fact that they, they're summoned by space magic i like the fact that they materialize in starlight the fact they they disappear in starlight I love that mm. mystery about yeah, them because yeah. in the old world, they're very transparent going, here oh, you go. Yeah. This is what they're all about. Whereas I like the mystery behind them. I like the fact they've just got that. They're in and out, do the job and disappear because <laughs> I think it just works. I'm, I, I, 
in theory, I don't know how it, why it works, because they're lizard men. It shouldn't, like I said, especially when you're using your um, angel comparison, Mm. that you're right. That's how they are. And it sort of, (laughs) it feels weird. Oh yeah. By the way, the way, the angels that come from the sky in this world, are lizard men, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't seem right, but but in my head it does. I think, exactly. I think it's, I think I'm just applying the cool, the rule of cool to this. And I think just to me, the Seraphon are just really cool in this. I just love the way that, how they are. I love their focus. Um, yeah, that's why I'm picking them. So, We'll agree. Cool. I like we'll that. That was cool. Very slightly disagree. I, I, yeah, exactly. It's I not, love the yeah, Seraphon right. as, a right. lot as well. They're all great. They're all good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not, it, these discussion points aren't to cause arguments. We'll argue about this after the show. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, it's just a, you know, just to raise a, a bit of awareness to these things mm. and uh, just be thought provoking. So, uh, yeah, so that's the, the end of our discussion point. That was really nice i enjoyed that yeah. uh, right so that's the end of this show thank you very much for listening um we'll just wrap up with a bit of admin and uh finish up so uh number one uh itunes reviews um just a quick one like i said i know most podcasts always say this uh but it really does mean a lot if you are, are able to just mm. jump on itunes give us a review hopefully five star if you think we're worth it um since last episode we've had a couple of reviews and we've had some really nice reviews as well really you know like uh, i don't want to get emotional but but like some real like wow thank you very much for saying that you know and it it does mean a lot um because we do love doing this and you know i think we've got we're getting a real uh good thing going here so yeah Mm. if you are able to you know even just putting a line on there it's just it just you know it just gets awareness to people and and really appreciate it i mean and off the back of that same with any of the other things like Twitter and Facebook and uh, Reddit, anything, anything you can, you know, you feel like, oh yeah, I'd like to let someone know about us or share it or retweet us or whatever. It's all really appreciated because, um, you know, we just want people to listen to us and, mm. you know, and, and mainly not be, <laughs> just so we, you know, we, I suppose so people can join in on the conversations yeah, or yeah. bring suggestions, you know, it's, uh, I say it's not a popularity contest, but it's just <laughs> nice to, uh, you know, to get the word out there. Um, again, talking about discussions, um, and this is the second thing I'd say is if you're able to, and I would, would like to please join us on our discord yeah. server, because we've got a few people on already and we're having some really good discussions on there. Mm. Um, you know, we're having people like ourselves throwing out there what we're working on, you know, mm. throwing tips out there, um, law topics. It's really good. We've got some really nice people on there. Um, and like I said, don't be frightened to, you know, to join us and just hop on. You know, we've got chat, like I said before, we've got channels for general chat, hobby stuff, 40k, Age of Sigma. Just, you know, just if you've, if you've got Discord or wanted to get involved, um, like I said, I'll put the link in the description of this. Also, uh, it's on our website. If you go to realmaroon.com mm. uh, forward slash Discord, I believe, uh, the link's on there to join. So, you know, it's free to join. Just get on there because you, I'm, believe me, you, you'll, you'll get involved in some really good conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Realm and Ruin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Realm and Ruin. Um, so, yeah. Um, and where can people find you on the internet, Cameron? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as well. Uh, I'm at night underscore twitten. Uh, that's night without a K. Uh, come by. Have a chat. Uh, I usually post I usually post hobby stuff on the actual Realm of Ruin Twitter, but occasionally I do a little on my personal Twitter as well. 
Absolutely. Uh, again, you can find me on Twitter at Ninja Badger Seven Number Seven. Again, same thing. Come and chat. Um, I said most of my hobby stuff is on the Realm Ruin Twitter, mm. but you know, on the personal one as well. Um, so yeah, come free. You know, to talk to us and join us. Uh, so yeah, that's it. This is like I said. This has been uh, Realm and Ruin episode number mm. four. Thank you very much for listening. It's always a pleasure to be doing this, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Yeah. Bye. Bye bye.